Ahoy there, it's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Out of Chair Podcast. Hey, I don't know if you remember, back during the pandemic, I used to do this other podcast with a few pals of mine, where we talked about our lifelong obsession with Gordon Ramsay, kitchen nightmares, and general things to do with food. Well, it's back and it's raw. That's right, all the previous episodes have been re-uploaded, as well as a stack of new episodes on the back burner, and a new one available to listen to right now. It is on a new feed, so wherever you get your audio, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, make sure you search It's Raw and get yourself subscribed and you would help us out immeasurably by leaving a little rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow the show on Twitter at It's Raw Podcast. That's at It's Raw Podcast where there's going to be some videos being shared there as well as all sorts of good chat and gross pictures about our all-time favorite thing to talk about which is smelly food, rotten reality TV, and the big man himself, Gordon Ramsay. We're very happy to bring the show back. It was an absolute joy to make during the pandemic. We're so happy to bring it back to you more regular. And as well as that, we're going to be covering the UK Kitchen Nightmares, as well as the relaunch. Yes, the relaunch of US Kitchen Nightmares as well. New episode available now. Go check it out. Search out It's Raw wherever you get your audio. And for now, we're going to settle in. Myself, Adam and Billy have got all the votes tabulated, counted, and recounted. There is, in fact, one vote we forgot to count. And it's Cyber Sunday 2006. Big train down the line Makes me Hello everyone and welcome to the Anatera Podcast. Season 5 arrives on the internet because it's time for Cyber Sunday. Hello once again, it's me, your old pal, Cyber Captain Kevin Mann. Join us I'm always by my cohorts, comrades and cyber colleagues. First to my right, Adam the Internet Bibolo. The era of the web. Whoa! Let's cyber, baby. I'm very excited about this. Are you excited about the sheer quantity of Monday Night Raw you went to mainline to get to this point? What was it? Seven, eight episodes? Including... A special three-hour edition. Do you remember season two when we'd watch the fucking... Three-hour Raw Super Show. Nope, because I didn't do that back in those days. <laughs> I, I took I one look at it and thought, no thanks. That was such a stupid idea. <laughs> Why yep. did you do that? And to my left, unquestionably, the cyberest man on the World Wide Web, Billy the Keyboard Keeble. Oh, I like that. Are you excited to be here at the first ever fully interactive Attitude Era podcast? Yes, I am. <laughs> talking about Cyber Sunday 2006 a pay-per-view which is clearly a fucking work based on the results of these polls. Billy! Ooh. It's ITV voting scandal all over again folks. Wow. This is so obviously a fucking work. Okay, there is a big chat to be had about this. There is. And I have compelling evidence uh-huh. for the WWE actually that this... Stand up! I am going to stand up for WWE. Yeah, I mean, it's it's either a work or wrestling fans are fucking idiots. Well, that couldn't be the case. <laughs> like There's no chance of that. And we'll catch you next time on the answer. 
I'm out of here. Well, before we get into today's extremely underwhelming pay-per-view. <laughs> that's, that's calling it lightning. I, 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 just, I had to get that out of my system early doors. Let's set the table here. Let's set the table. I would like, please, a little bit of culture. Because we are in the October period of 2006. Yes. Spooky, scary yeah. skeletons. Billy, what is my culture du jour? Well, obviously, this pay-per-view is the very start of November. The 5th. The 5th. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing November culture because we've got Survivor Series at the end of the month. Exactly. You're very so smart. we've got October culture. So we we'll do... talk about V for Vendetta and <laughs> <Naturally>. everlasting impact. <laughs> yeah. But we do have the current charts for, for this day. So, uh, in my opinion, UK wins this, this week. McFly, Stargirl. Number one. Don't remember that one. Uh, How's the chorus go? I, I refuse. Look like just like a star girl. Oh, oh, and you marry Tyler Moore. I don't think I know the US one, which is Ludacris featuring Pharrell Williams' Moneymaker. No. I don't know that one. Ring a bell. It could well have been. Oh. oh. Have you got my money? Oh, Where's that's my money? it. Yeah. I would make some money. I would like some money. Yes. <laughs> and Ireland, one of the worst songs ever written. Excuse oh. me. You two and Green Day with the Saints are coming. Jesus Christ. That and was the like Irish number one <laughs> single. Look, Billy, those of us in Ireland were greatly affected by the powerful messages contained within American Idiot. Mm. And sure, we didn't want to be no Irish idiots ourselves. <laughs> so we thought, get me Bono and we'll get this sorted out now, right? Films, we've got a, a the UK and US alliance, the exact same number one. Oh. We talked about it on the last Culture Corner. It's Borat, baby. Still? Oh. Yeah. Well, Borat, Borat debuted uh, last pay-per-view. I see, Borat. but that's impressive. It's, it's you know, we've not had yeah. Culture Corner yeah. back-to-back uh, yeah. uh, title holders like this. No, not since Titanic. In terms of events, not a whole lot. Thank God. Not a whole lot. But when you say um, not a whole lot, it's like, you decide ahead of time if, like, like a war could have happened and you're like, yeah. <laughs> this but week like, I'll mention it. Yeah. Other weeks I'm, I'm not feeling it. But like, oh, if the rainfall um, tipped over in Sri Lanka, we're going to be mentioning <laughs> that. Like, well, yeah. October 4th, WikiLeaks is launched. Okay. okay. It is the era of the web. It is the era of the web. October 11th, US sitcom 30 Rock, created by and starring Tina Fey, it debuts on NBC. Almost as much blackface as the Attitude Era. Really? I never oh. watched it. Like, really? Yeah. It's funny because I have everyone on my Twitter right now is either sharing 30 Rock clips or I've got these like deep state people who are like, we've got to figure out why 30 Rock is all over the algorithm right now. Who's behind this? Billy mm. suspected earlier it was Big Tina Fey. Yeah, where, I see. You know, we're all yeah, in the yeah. pocket of Big Fey. Yeah. But... Joe and I were like, well, look, everyone is what is talking about right now. Let's start watching it again. I've not watched it since. Uh, oh boy! Uh, the highs are highs, but the lows are real fucking lows. And then the last one, October twenty third. Adam, you never thought you'd get around to hearing this because we talked about this off 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 uh, mic before. Mm-hmm. The Black Parade, yeah. The third studio album by My Chemical Romance is released. Big fucking deal. AKA when Kevin's at karaoke with his friends and he smiles politely and nods in the corner as they're all like <laughs> <laughs> To be clear, I wasn't doing like a Triple H or Bugger Red BFD. I mean, that was a big fucking deal to me at the time. Like, I remember getting my dad to drive me to HMV <laughs> at 10am so I could get it as soon as it opened. On the way back, I was like, Dad, don't you worry. 
I read an interview in Kerrang, Gerard Way said they were inspired by Pink Floyd and they were inspired by Queen. And I know that you love both of those, so let's pop it on in the car. <laughs> I had uh, an old man Biblo get on with the Black Parade. He was not an MCR fan like I was, Kevin. Really? Let's just put it that way. Well, my dad was big into Slim Shady after I played him. Naturally. Marshall Mathers yeah. AK, yeah, like, naturally. So. Yeah, and that's Culture Corner. Not a lot happened in October 2006. Wait, do we have no video games? Yeah, no gaming? No, well, I was going to say video games for Survivor there, Series. Because okay, okay. October, nothing happened. Big well, big names coming up in Survivor Oh, I series. always say nothing happened because I didn't play those games and they mean nothing to me and sometimes I've never heard of them. I always get someone saying, why the fuck did yeah. you, why do you ma- mention Pimbley's Revenge? I'm like, I what mean, the fuck's Pimbley's Revenge? Well, first of all, you will not have sacrilegious comments about Pimbley's Revenge, Billy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, let's be honest now. Like, yeah. Secondly, we should say there is one video game that's been all over the product recently and that's Scarface, the world is yours. Fucking A. And let me tell you, very, very happy to say that is another classic movie that I played the game of first, first same and if same. you wonder you listen to cinema story like why is kevin's godfather and scarface analysis yeah. so good because i put in the work yeah. i put in 20 to 30 hours into the story before i even saw the movie before you even knew what the yayo was kevin exactly and i was very disappointed to find out that the alternate timeline in scarface the world is yours uh, didn't come to actually pass in the movie uh-uh. you know they said hello to his little friend shortly before he died i know yeah what an anti-climax very sad that never got to meet the little friend and uh, my favorite bit about that billy was that they had special uh press that was done because obviously al pacino signed something somewhere at some point say you have to talk about the game when we're making it and he's like i'd love to do the voice but i can't be tony montana anymore i gotta so, get in shape so i, I, I listened to a tape where a couple of guys they're all so good <laughs> <laughs> And if you think that he couldn't do it, that was actually Al Pacino's voice right there. That wasn't me. <laughs> so, you know, for the grace of God, there goes a very dodgy experience altogether. <laughs> but I will say, regarding the video games, I love hearing about them always mm. because it's this little, nice little sugary mm. rush, a little mouthful of nostalgia before we get into the meat of the matter. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's no upside to it because best case scenario, someone nods and goes, Yes, I acknowledge that that game came out <laughs> yes. when you stated it did. Other than that, everyone's always just disappointed that we don't like something or we don't yeah. mention something. Yeah. And we're not the gamers that our listeners want us to yeah. be. Well, because well, I'm the one who brings up the games. I literally, the only consoles I've had were Sega Genesis, that's long gone, PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. Mr. Sony over like, here. Like, literally, so anything that's Nintendo... Not like, interested. I, I, I don't know it, like, so no. I don't know if really, it's important you've got a Switch! I've, I've, you've I've, asked me, like, four different times over the years for I've, Switch I've, games. I've literally got a Switch. I, I've literally only played Taiko no Tatsujin on it, because I'll have the drum peripheral. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that like, I've played Billy, on the Switch. There is a Switch in his house. We wouldn't say <laughs> Billy's got a Switch. Yeah, if Billy doesn't focus, that Switch literally will, like, just fade. Like, it, yeah. it, it just actually have tangible tethers into this real world it's time now to find out what the magazines that are rocking in spooky october into early november i'm assuming it's double duty this time for newsy adam it will be double duty because we've skipped over a month's worth of roars here so from october which is of course the november issue we have a nice big picture of Maria here, black Ooh, and white. Signed scan! Well, that's the only image I could find of it. That's there. impressive, Adam. It's but like you got a signature. Very Maxim, wouldn't you yeah. say? Oh, yeah. Like, they're really shooting for that kind of market. And they are on the Raws as well, hyping up the content of this magazine. Like they Quite they, a lot, yeah. They, like, uh, there's an interview with Triple H in one of them, and they're like, oh my god, you couldn't believe what he said. He, he buried Hogan, he buried Ultimate Warrior. You've got mm-hmm. to buy this expensive magazine to find out. It's wrestling sexiest diva like you've never seen her before. Maria, 
and Ashley. Oh, Ashley's the, font is smaller. What, yeah, noticeably smaller than Maria's. So, Wrestling Sexiest Diva, assuming they're saying Maria. Maria, as you've and, never seen her. And Ashley. With, with Ashley. Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. Exclusive interviews. Here's a fucking triple header of Dark Sided right here. <laughs> okay. Rey Mysterio on Eddie's last moments. Oh, well, it's, it's been a year. Not yeah. even. Not even. It's His last moments. What the fuck are you on about? Oh, there's more on that later on, folks. Jeff Hardy on second chances. Fuck. <laughs> this time, I'm going to get it right, man. Yeah. Rob Van Dam on his suspension. Yeah, <laughs> cool, whatever, man. Fucking hell. Well, don't worry, because in the corner here, we've got something that will be Rob Van Dam on the lack of second chances. <laughs> ah, pick up a feminist. Ric Flair's six part plan inside. You got to get yourself a feminist or then brother. You're going to go over to her and you're going to say, <laughs> So, the scariest month of the year indeed, especially for magazines. And then in November, which is the December 06 That's issue. It's a challenging read, that, isn't it? In like, it. Yeah. Just, I'm not going to bother if All I All over the up. place. Sad men and sexy ladies. So, from the December issue, we've got Edge with a bit of tape over his mouth <laughs> that says DX on it. You can't even say your Edge no. these days. Hashtag cancelled. Shut your hole. Can DX finally silence Edge? Edge is so outspoken. Lita, <laughs> hornier than ever. The most sinful poster ever printed. Drive her crazy. Superstars show you how to rule your relationship. Rule your relationship? How to rule it. We've gotten quite... Um, Aggressive? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, we've gotten taste adjacent here as the months yeah. have went on. How to trick your lady in bed. Oh, like, sorry, no, what? I'm joking. <laughs> it's the era of the web. But Jesus Christ, again, we're going to end on a note here. Cradle robber, Jerry Lawler's most shameful moments <laughs> oh exposed. Oh! Fuck me! That's right, we've unsealed that lawsuit. So if you ever wonder, whatever happened to the print media of WWE, that's what fucking happened. I thought it'd be like stickers or something. Crosswords. Like, or like a uh, whoopee cushion. WWE Kids wasn't out at this point, you see. Wow, no. they went hard. Yeah. This Grim. can't last much longer, surely. I think we've got a good few years of the magazine left. Wow. Uh -huh. That's some Absolutely deep journalism there. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you've, got Eddie, you've, you've got Eddie Gilbert being deep throat, like trying to get <laughs> trying wow. to give the dirt. Like. Well, over 10 million people have logged on to WWE.com to let their voice be known and move over SmackDown your vote. This is democracy in action. It's time for Cyber Sunday. Over 10 million of you logged on and took control. Your votes have run loud and clear. Now, the most powerful force in pay-per-view history returns. You. Tonight the power truly is in your hands. It's your show. You choose the ally. The adversary. You will select the mother's opponent. The choice is up to you. The rules. We don't take on Nikki James, and you can determine the stipulation. The challenger. Who will face Jeff Hardy at Cyber Sunday? Tonight. It will be DX against Randy Orton, and then you'll vote in the special guest referee. Jonathan Coachman, Eric Bischoff, or it could be Satan himself, Mr. McMahon. Your votes could bring redemption to some. Together, we can take a stand against DX. Take back our lives, our careers. And damnation to others. DX's backs are against the wall. It really doesn't matter who you bring or how many you bring. I'll bring it bigger. 
And tonight, you control the stakes. You out there decide which title's gonna be on the... Of an unprecedented main event that will launch one man towards immortality. Champion of champions. Champion of champions. Champion of champions. It's history in the making. It'll be every man for himself. I'm the most dominant athlete. I will be the champion of the world. You are looking down the barrel of a loaded gun. This is your pay-per-view. This is the ultimate. The ultimate. The ultimate in fan participation. This is Cyber Sunday. Come see what you've created. Here we are in Cincinnati, Ohio. 10 million members of the WWE as yet to be named fandom logged on and jacked into <laughs> WWE.com. The most powerful force in pay-per-view history. Wow. That's us. Us. Yeah. The most powerful force in pay-per-view history returns. You. And you want like a big lottery, it could be you, hand in the sky. So we've been kind of just what, silent partners this whole time on all the pay-per-views, I well, guess. Well, we've had two Taboo Tuesdays under our belts That's so true. far. And, and they were reckonings as well. I didn't realise there was two more Cyber Sundays yeah. after this. Yeah. I thought this was the last one and then... There was a few, like, you know, people power Raws or whatever it yeah, is. This is. I the think first. people say this is the good one as well. Yes. Of the three. <laughs> well, like, this is the issue right up here. This is not going to be a regular pay-per-view review for us in many respects mm -hmm. because what someone would judge a good Cyber Sunday on is not necessarily the concept being fulfilled to its mm. full, you know, potential. I think as a concept, is a great fucking idea. It is. It's a great idea. I was going to do yeah, a little round table here, ask you your thoughts on, you know, fan interactivity what do you think of this? And also, why aren't we doing this in the era of the actual web? I know, we have apps now. It should be easier than ever to do this. I think the problem is, from, from a business perspective, you're not going to necessarily sell as many tickets or no. pay-per-view buys. That was always people, a problem with this. Because yeah. pe yeah. people don't know what they're getting. There's not a card that's like stuck in stone. But I would say, I'd argue now, the way WWE's business is in 2024, I'd argue that that doesn't really matter as no, much no. because it's not about the individual star anymore. You're going to watch the show anyway. Like, you know you're not going to see Roman. You're not going to see like a lot of, you know, you're, you're going to see X-Men to people, but it's not as if, if the match is just an announced because most of like, things like Rumble and WrestleMania, they get sold out now before exactly. there's even a card. And there's no pay-per-view to buy. You're getting it anyway with your, yeah. subs with your subscription, so it's not like So I think it factor. would work better now than it did in 2006. I feel like the reason they wanted to do this was because it seemed futuristic in 2005 For onwards. Sure. Yes. You know, because Tabby Tuesday is 04, and like the idea of like logging in and voting and stuff like that pre you know mainstream social media mm -hmm. like that was fucking wild it was it was i remember being very very excited about the concept by the time this had rolled around i was somewhat pessimistic about what it would mean because there were pervasive rumors that obviously it was a fix because mm -hmm. you know i was surrounded by people who thought that owen hart's death was a fix so it's you know everything's fixed yeah, everyone expects everything in wrestling to not be real uh-huh how legitimate do you think it is? I'll start with you, Adam. I know that this is legitimate. Like I've heard from enough sources and enough people in the biz and in the know say that this is legitimate to know that this is legitimate. And when you say names in the know, like people any, like Jim Ross, Bruce Pritchard, like people who obviously you wouldn't trust too much, but there's been enough people that have been interviewed and talked about it on podcasts that I know that any time they've done a poll like this, it always has been a shoot. Billy, you were absolutely adamant that yeah, this was the fix. because the buy rate wasn't 14 million. <laughs> what? You're, you're, you're going to vote? You're going to vote and not watch the fucking paper? Of yeah, course. of course. Billy, of I'm course. on WWE.com every afternoon. fucking charlatans. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't believe it, mainly because of the, the result of the first match. 
Okay, well, okay, we're not skipping ahead to our results yet. Yeah, we'll I will agree that. with you that some of the results are questionable and eyebrow raising and not how I would have gone. But I don't think anything about the results says to me, like, that's definitely WWE's meddling right there. I mean, the classic one for me that always explains how they meddled without actually diddling the numbers was, like, the first Taboo Tuesday where Ric Flair was like, you can have me in Triple H in a regular match, yep. in a submission match, or in a cage! Please yep. put me in a cage, in a cage, woo, in a cage. And that's that's pretty much like the opposite of voter suppression. You're mm. making everyone pick one thing. And there's a lot of obvious choices that's on all it. these shows. If there is a way it's fixed, it's that they make one choice so obviously appetizing compared to the others. Or it'll be a vote where it's like, will it be no holds barred? Will it be no DQ? Or will it be a street fight where it doesn't actually matter yeah. at all? You will see tonight a few matches where... Some of the spots that had probably been anticipated or planned if we got a different stipulation, mm. like they get used anyway. And yeah, they're always quite similar. Yeah. The mm -hmm. one time I remember it being proper, like it could be anything, was I think it was in 04 when they had Shelton defending the IC belt in Taboo Tuesday. They had it, it was like you could pick anyone from the mid cards. And there was like Whoa. there was like twenty people lined up. Shit. So that was a proper like mm, shit. I, cool. I, I don't really know like uh -huh. who it could potentially be. But I don't think there was any real question of what was going to win tonight. Mm. Like, these were all dead certs, I think. Uh, yes. Um, and I, I have a bit... I will get to it. I, my, my biggest issue with the polls is the main event. So. Well, along the way, Billy, if you want to cry electoral interference, <laughs> yeah. let us know and we'll Please. dissect as we go. Yes. But I have one piece of evidence that I will always hold on to about these not being fixed. As much as I'm anticipating always and are always ready to believe that WWE is aggressively full of shit was one time when they I think it was like 2009 or 10 when they did like a people's power oh you can vote for whatever matches on this episode of mm. three hour raw mm -hmm. and it was like Evan Bourne's gonna defend his belt against one of these three guys is it gonna be the dream high flying match with Sin Cara Mason Ryan or <laughs> and what happened was Mason Ryan won that vote and if you want to see the look of a man not ready to go out and wrestle a match it was Mason Ryan on the way to the ring for his US title match no. he's like how did I get voted and what happened was because the previous match was a Divas match all the votes there had been so many votes for it and then they closed the votes the software they were using sent all the excess votes for option B for the Divas match <laughs> on oh. Mason Rhymes and WWE actually ran an article going the South Philly screw job <laughs> Mason Ryan and the new Nexus screw Sin Cara with the website yeah like. <laughs> it turned it into a gimmick it's like, Dominion yeah. voting all over again like. so yeah there has been Times they've been caught with their pants down. I don't think this is tonight. Tonight they're playing it very, very easily. Safe. When they're saying, come see what you've created, <laughs> is almost like a deflection of blame as yes. opposed to mm. something to hype me yeah, up for the, tonight. The, 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 how we run through, through tonight is, which of these three stipulations are people do not want to see? Yeah. <laughs> every option is like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, Stakes have never been lower <laughs> at Cyber Sunday, which has changed from Taboo Tuesday because they believe so far the problem with this concept 
that has historically had low buy rates and low attendance in the crowd mm-hmm. is that it was on a Tuesday. I mean, that is already a big barrier. Tuesday's That's a, a silly night. day for a pay-per-view. For a pay-per-view. Yeah. To go out to a live show or to watch it live. I like... still can't get used to the occasional Saturday pay-per-view. I know. Yeah. I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I appreciate it. But it fucks with your calendar. It like... does. I, I, I think it is, you know, hard to undo a lifetime of Sundays mm-hmm. and ruined Mondays. Yeah. I'm thankful for ruined Sundays instead. But either way, this is a huge improvement over Taboo Tuesday as a concept. I think the branding is clearer. Like taboo I know that I've never got that in 04 I didn't know what that word meant well I was straight to the dictionary even to this day and age I only think of taboo as something as like oh you shouldn't talk about like don't mention it like that's something that's improper to bring up right now just, yeah. what about that concept means like voting or choice I mean picking the outfits that the divas that's are going to taboo. wear that's pretty taboo but that was one vote out of the whole pay-per-view <laughs> like. which face of folio oh, man could to talk about taboo you have to pick one I don't know man but talking about the branding of this though that set yes! that yes, stage I adore that big computer yep. ramp is a keyboard is anyone else here as disappointed as me that no one typed their name out on the no, stage? right? I thought the Spirit Squad were going to do a thing with it. Like. <laughs> we get an update. It's no longer over 10 million. 14.3 million? We're finding ballots everywhere. Yeah. Just when you think it's going one way, there's another vote dump. And another dump <laughs> has been found in Wichita County. They're finding votes everywhere. And we know these are coming in live because we get the chilling sight of Jerry Lawler with a laptop. I don't <laughs> like that. No, I no, really no. don't like no, that. Like that I was going to say, I was surprised that like, because WWE is so far behind on the culture that we didn't get loads of hanging Chad references from um, when Bush became president. You remember Florida? I don't, get, I don't know that. They kept hanging saying Chad. hanging Chad. Oh, you mean because they didn't have the fully punched out? Yeah. I think... There's been times they've lent into voting being like politics, but this time it's very much voting like a computer. Like fun. Like they make yeah. no kind of real reference mm. or jokes about you know politics or anything yeah, like that. But I guess as well with WWE, when you're in what, 06, you're two years away from an election cycle, so they're not going to make low-hanging fruit references. Right yeah, they've yeah. still got to have Barack Obama wrestle, which they do it. Capital uh, punishment. They had a lucky likey Billy. That it was is, what? It was a lucky likey. <laughs> and Barack himself actually appeared as well uh, twice on WWE television. Really? Well. Yeah. During the primaries, uh, they had him and Hillary showed up to be like, "Wow, let me tell you, folks." Uh, Maven. <laughs> well, look, you may he is Maven to me, yeah. Billy. You may mock him, but Obama's YouTube channel is doing gangbusters business <laughs> now. Did you see the one where he ranked all the Supreme Justices? <laughs> and that was, it was really good. I can't believe Scalise got a B ranking. <laughs> Insane. Starting things off, Umaga versus. Can you decide? <laughs> Okay, we got some options here. What a fucking lineup here. So, this is basically a collection of mugshots that have been gathered together. You've got Umaga going to take on either the Sandman from ECW. Yep. That's my vote, by the way. That's my vote. And And that's why I think this was a work, because... Who wouldn't vote for Sandman? The WWE Universe! I mean, yeah, have you watched ECW lately, Billy? It's Sandman! Okay, so we've got Sandman, we've got Kane, who has, I will point out as well, wrestled Umaga three times in the last four weeks. And fresh off of his sabbatical, Mm -hmm. Chris Benoit. A returning Chris Benoit. Who they said several times throughout his appearances on the Raw Family Reunion, took a little sabbatical, had to get his head right. 
had fallen out of love with sports entertainment, yeah. had been burnt out. Now, John, he's back. He's better. Mm. He's better. He's better. He was gone for like two months, straight into a fucking feud with Chavo Guerrero and Vicky over Eddie Guerrero's estate. Fuck's sake. Lads, what Enough. are you fucking doing? Like? Stop it. So we're all unanimous that Sandman's who we wanted against Umaga. 100% Sandman, but if not, Ben Wah versus Umaga, yeah. I would take that. Like, ben, ben, ben Moore in 2006, I've been like, hell yeah. Ben Moore now, I'm kind of glad I don't have to watch Ben Moore. Yeah. But just anything but Kane Kane it's what we've had a lot and the matches they have been good they've been getting better well, I would say last pay-per-view it was a no contest if you remember because they yeah. brawled away so it's like but oh. then they ruined it because they didn't show us the fight backstage well we thought maybe it's unresolved so we'd like to see something else again and we got that on Raw they had a loser leaves Raw match where Umaga killed Kane like just beat him yeah Kane had to leave the Raw brand yeah. and they did the whole like proper leave it like they had People being like, "Thank you, Kane." Yeah, thank you, Kane. Yeah, they had him walk out silently, and Jim Ross be like, "We'll never see Kane." I don't know if we'll ever see him again. That's where they should have debuted Blue Kane. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Kane is off to SmackDown, and uh, he wins the vote handsomely here. Forty-nine percent. Yeah, Yeah. gets nearly half the vote. Shout out to our hosts for tonight. One of whom I think did a very good job. The other of whom Mm. looked like someone shat in his cereal. Maria is absolutely effervescent as a. Yeah. She's, she's doing a great job of being the quirky co-host. Maria is generally one of the biggest highlights of this show. Agreed. She's, she's in full on fresh air. Proper Maria mode. She's such a fucking goblin. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not having a good time though tonight? Rolling his eyes. <laughs> it's Todd Grisham. Who's had a pretty rough go of it on Raw recently, Billy? Oh, what's happened to our Todd? So, Todd's gotten a cruel new nickname from Randy Orton and Edge. Okay. Re-Todd. Oh, no. It's 2006, baby. Isn't it just? And also, it's 2006, and I don't know, I guess our excuse is that we were little fucking teenagers at the time, but the grown-ass 40 year olds right in this show <laughs> think there's nothing funnier. And this is across the board. It's, it's going to be the DX stuff later. Imagine someone being gay. Uh-huh. So, not that there's anything yeah, wrong with that. But I mean, you know, just saying, you know. Well, there are folks, not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. Um, Spirit Squad, of course. Um, gay. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, no, there's not. But, you know, my father's not gay. Or John Wayne's not gay. and uh, <laughs> I'm certainly not, you know. Uh, so, um, but yeah. Um, mm. And here's the funny thing is that Sean never has to excuse himself from any of the segments where DX are making fun of people for being gay. Oh, that's allowed. He's like, hello. That actually tracks mm. with the Bible. Surprisingly, so. I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. So what they had was John Cena did an interview and it was his main interview for the main event tonight. And Todd was like, well, John, tell me how you're feeling about, you know, your, your match tonight. And John was like, Todd, come on, Todd. Come on, Todd. And Todd's like, what? And John literally grabs him screams in his face you like dudes and Todd is, is all shook looking at his feet and then John Cena starts cutting him down saying no one respects you everyone thinks that you're a pussy you never speak up for yourself since you've come to the WWE all you've done is tow the company line and just say what needs to be said and then Todd literally does a heel turn and goes I vote for King Booker and I hope he kicks your ass Todd Grisham Todd Grisham who became heel after John Cena insisted he was gay. But then he flipped right back to being the spineless babyface again. So like. Todd tonight is just kind of 
off. He's yeah. like, and I don't know if it's because he generally doesn't like working with Maria in the spot, or Todd's he's meant never, to be... Todd's never been good. Though. I was going to say, I think Todd's always off. But he's good. He's meant to be him. goofy, and, and is he meant to be a straight man for Goofy or Maria? Is that it? And that's why he's all like, yeah, because he's grimacing all night long. Yes, he, he sucks at this. I, I'm assuming they were trying to do like, hey, coach did it, so Todd Grisham is the next. Yeah, yeah he's, really he's no coach. I don't know. You try fucking filming back to back afterburns with a heel Todd Grisham and. Still- one thing about the presentation I want to bring up here that I like is that when we're getting a vote between three men, as they're running down, like, will it be? It's like a drum roll. And then we get the stars in their <laughs> yeah. eyes backstage. The, the three men stood, like, nervously awaiting the result. Tonight, like, Dad, I'm not going to be wrestling. Oh, fucking A, man. I'm going back to my room. Talk about the easiest payday of right? the Sandman's yeah. lucrative wrestling career. He was career. on the show, so he technically must have got paid. He like, hit himself in the face with his stick, knowing yeah. full well he was not got a blues clue of getting that match. Yeah, throw me from the waist up so I can keep my pajamas on. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Umaga versus Sandman. Right? It would have been so good. It would have been 30 seconds long. Aww. And it would have been a great 30 seconds. It would have been Umaga picking him up and Sandman going, yeah. <laughs> then he do that thing where it's like, oh my hand, owie wowie. Uh, Shan Man reminds me of a, someone else I know who drinks. Two, three, and then you're with him <laughs> of the match. The Umaga. And then the people in Benoit, we could have seen two diving headbutts at the same time. jeez. Oh, Plunk heads right in the middle like that. Uh, yeah, sounded like all three options got booed in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Crater, interesting tonight. It is an intimate crowd it is six and a half thousand yeah, small little venue for wwe you know six that is like particularly because this is kind of tri-branded it's not yeah. it is a raw show but yeah. there are stars from all three brands on tonight that's a small i guess to the point of the cyber sunday getting. concept they don't know what they're that's getting it. yeah it's harder to sell maria channels todd when she reveals it's came <laughs> Fucking Sandman got more votes than Benoit! Yeah, Benoit came last! <laughs> well, I guess he's not really had the drive or the desire to wrestle recently. Round four. Can Kane overcome Umaga, who has recently made him leave town? Brackets, uh-huh. Raw Town. Imagine that Raw is a town like in, in WrestleMania City and Scooby-Doo, WWE, <laughs> Raw Town, coming to Florida in 2029. Who's the nightmare of Raw Town? The nightmare the of nightmare. Raw. nightmare. That's got to be an Elias or someone like that, right? You know, Elias. Keep him busy, you released. know. Something to whinge about after he gets released, like, you know. <laughs> got to be Rick Boogs, you know. <laughs> Love a good moan. Mike's Hard Lemonade trusted me. Me. <laughs> me. Get this man in the rant room. I want to have a chat with him. No. No. <laughs> you know he probably believes in QAnon anyway. He was down there in fucking the performance center long yeah. enough. And he's not in a wheelchair. Erko, he believes wrong <laughs> things about politics. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as a possibility was a Sandman match, I was down that we were going to get much longer than two or three minutes allocated for this. Yeah. You know, but I would like Adam, who is obviously going to take us through. What may well be, because Kane's gone from the brand. That's it. This could be our last Kane appearance on this for quite a while. It says that knowing full well that our next three or so, we've got Survivor Series, <laughs> which, is got, which is tri-branded, Royal Rumble, which is tri-branded, yeah. and WrestleMania, which is tri-branded. There'll be plenty of Kane, but Kane, we 
It's not going to be around. It's not on telly. It won't be on Raw. No, that's going to be harder to watch. It will. It'll literally be so, harder to watch. Savor this Kane versus Umaga Volume 4, folks. Can I just say, we got a fucking Kane chant early doors? Several times. Kane. Kane, Kane, Kane. Different cadences? Yeah. Weren't we literally only an episode or two ago being Not like, long ago, No yeah. one's ever chanted Never Kane. Never happened. There it's you over. go. So immediate clubbering, as you expect. I got the stopwatch out. It was 23.02 seconds till we took it to the corner, baby. Interesting. I was wanting to know this, Adam, with regards to the grunt science here. And you are the, the, the analyst of note in this world. If Umaga is screaming as part of a character he's trying to get over... Do those count as grunts? And I know that there's obviously people put a bit of English and a bit of mustard on their grunts, but Umaga literally would stand still and go, Bwah! Do the, do those count? Because he's quite grunty if you do count those. Well, let me just say this, Kevin. We've got our grunt of the night right here. <laughs> when Umaga is standing in the ring doing a bit of character work. Yay! Kane smashes Umaga's head against the turnbuckle and Umaga just fires up immediately with a big... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Umaga clubs Kane to the opposite corner Ooh. We get those Kane chants you mentioned there Kane clubs Umaga Back to the other corner Ooh. Umaga throws Kane To the other corner I'm not exaggerating folks We are just ping ponging between corners It's like here. why didn't the Kane that they ever put Kane in like, you know, Fucking four corners matches Because <laughs> like, he's, oh, he's winning He's doing them already like. It'd be over in five seconds Perfect Big belly to belly to Kane. Umaga's on the offense, gets a big rolling heel kick. More Kane chance. I feel like Umaga's kind of you know, the 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 repertoire, the moves that he's doing, yeah. slowly expanding. Like you know, a lot more kicks and stuff compared to when mm -hmm. he first started out. He's fast as well. I know we said it a million times, but it bears repeating. What a fabulous fucking wrestler he Honestly, is. Honestly, yeah. he's so good. So, like, so rarely throughout the course of this, the five seasons of this podcast, where there's someone who I saw them the first time around when I was younger, and I was like, wow, they're mm -hmm. great. And now, like, looking at it slightly more analytical or whatever it is, or trying to see more than what's just presented, like, loving him even more. He lives up to the hype and then some. Like. And it's a role that is so easy to flop in. You think about the amount of big men where it's yeah. like, oh, they're a monster. They're going to steamroll to the mid-card for a few weeks. And you, no one gives a fuck about, like, Hyde and Roy. Yeah, all right, leave Snitskiller. All right, yeah. <laughs> Get on with your match. Come on. Umaga no-sells a big boot from Kane. Hits him with a face buster. We get a second rope diving headbutt to Kane. The fucking distance that man gets. I, as he was doing it, I was like, oh, well, obviously this is not going to hit because he's nowhere near. He's like, over halfway away. Over halfway away. And it's only from the second rope and he still hits it. Like That's literally Rob Van Dam levels of distance he's getting on them leaps. JR putting over Umaga. Look at the thickness of the thighs. He's, of not, he's not a manster anymore, though. So like, I don't no, know what to not. tell you. Like. More clobbering in the corner. I actually got to disagree with what you said earlier, Kevin. I think this is the worst of their outings so far. This is like just so much bumbling around in corners. When I was saying they were getting better, I meant the two matches on Raw oh, yeah, were this better. One, though. You know, the actual Lose least Raw match, I think, was the best one. Yeah. But like, you're always going to have less heat for something that well, you've, you've seen had the final chapter. People wanted it. They chose it. Why would you want it again? That's the thing I don't understand. Revenge. I, my only guess is, yeah, revenge because people feel bad that Kane lost to him. There's been Kane chants all over this so far. I think maybe there are Kane fans like myself. Cincinnati is full of Canaanites. I guess so. How did they vote in the 2020 election? <laughs> <laughs> Umaga goes for a Samoan spike on the outside. Kane ducks and the thumb goes crashing into the ring post. He makes a face like he's about to throw it. I up. love that. 
Back in the ring, Kane works over Umaga in two corners. <laughs> Kane does the ten punch spots. Yeah. Big baby face it's Kane. So fucking funny. He's like, bro, bro, bro. And when they get to ten, he just goes, he does the double punches. Simone Spike gets called for. Kane sits up, goes for a choke slam, gets blocked. Back to the corner. Oh. Top rope clothesline gets avoided with a strike. And then we get the Samoan spike. One, two, three. There was a total of nine corner spots in that match. Amazing. That spike at the end was kind of like almost a little Roman Reigns Superman punch spin on it because he did kind of like a diving. A bit of a jumping spike. He's yeah. been, and that's what's been cool. He's been doing variants on that Samoan spike now. He's been doing it almost like a clothesline or a lariat Off sometimes. The rope. That's a really, really. Like, the match I felt the best thing about it for me was that it was showing more layers to Omega. Yeah. You know, which true. I'll always be happy to see. How'd you go with it, Bill? I fucking hated this yeah. match. They've made made Armando shut up again. Yeah. They yep. made him they made him shut up, uh-huh. talk again, then shut up again. I would have been so much happier if they were like, no, stop doing promos. But it's the fact that they do it and they walk back on it yeah. so many yes. times. Yeah, it's, you know? it's like, because then one week he'll just start doing it again. Like, like, they decide week on week if they've got like 20 seconds to kill, they'll pop a, you know, a Strata promo on there mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But yeah, I don't think it was at the level of the previous matches, even though the crowd were into it. Yeah. I felt that the actual result of it or what you were going to expect to get out of it was it was diminishing returns and it would have been better with either of the other men even if it was a two minute sandman tiny little match that would have been better than this i thought it was a good very basic big man match very basic you know but that that was about it they were both over which probably helped things a little bit yeah but yeah kane finished with umaga for now Heading Kane. over to SmackDown. Yeah, done with Umaga onto sunny shores of SmackDown where yeah. we're not going to see him on telly. I'm not sure what Kane does when he first goes to SmackDown, actually. Well, I kind of know. I kind of know what he's going to get up to. Is he going to be feud with King Booker? No, not yet, anyway. Is he going to get injured? But because <laughs> I had it in my head before I realised that we've got big four shows coming up, I was like, oh, we're not going to see any Kane for a while. So I took it upon myself to write a nice little bit of jid here. Excellent. That will sort of bridge the gap between us and SmackDown. This is like the shadows of the empire of Kane's story, a basically. Little bit. Yeah. And just indulge me as well, because I thought this would be the last one we'll get to do for a while. It's a, it's a little longer here. but When I realise we're going to see him next week. Probably, no yeah. Probably. Right, Adam, are you telling us this is misspent emotion that we're about to I witness I think so, too? yeah. Okay, okay. very good. <clears throat> Montel Vontavious Porter frowned. For fuck's sake. Oh no, he has a fucking Inferno match with him, doesn't he? You can't sit with us, freak, he sneered before sharing a smug smirk with his buddy, Ken Kennedy. Glenn felt his cheeks flush with blood as he wordlessly took his lunch tray and walked in the direction of another table. Across the canteen, he saw what appeared to be a man sat eating lunch next to a mirror. But it wasn't a mirror, for the man... The bald man was sat next to another man. Another bald man. The bald man with the Gemini. Yes! <laughs> and Glenn immediately oh my felt... God. Glenn immediately felt like these two fellow follically challenged fellas would take pity on him. Oh no you don't. Get out of here, curse boy. The two bald men said in unison. I hate how the curse follows him around from branch to branch <laughs> like this. Glenn bit his lip and fought back tears as he pretended not to hear them. Pretended like he didn't desperately wish he could be Jim and I Glenn. <laughs> this was so much worse than Grim had let on. Don't you worry about it, Glenn, the man had said. I'm sure the folks at SmackDown will be thrilled to have such a strapping Hollywood actor joining their ranks. <laughs> Not likely, Glenn thought to himself, and it seemed he was right. He looked across the room of SmackDown superstars all enjoying their lunch and each other's company. 
Orlando Jordan was forcefully guffawing at a homophobic joke that JBL had just made. <laughs> Kid Cash and Tatanka perfected their secret handshake. Someone spent some time on the SmackDown Someone roster. Had a little list. look on the wiki. Yeah. <laughs> Pirate Paul Birchall brought out a Game Boy Advance link cable so he could play Mario Kart with the dicks. <laughs> just, just confirming again, Billy, you picked the wrong brand, right? Like, this is what you wanted. Yeah, but... this is what I wanted. Glenn sighed. He could feel his Game Boy Advance SP in his pocket, but he doubted he'd ever get invited to play. This suit's free. A voice came from behind him. Glenn turned and suddenly noticed a small table in the darkest corner of the canteen. There, sat on his own, was Mark, his brother, The Undertaker. They hadn't spoken since the premiere of See No Evil. Glenn sat with his brother and for the first time in who knows how long, they talked. In between mouthfuls of ham sandwich, Mark explained how he too had been feeling all alone on SmackDown. I like that SmackDown's the struggling brand, so yeah, they get the ham, ham sandwiches. sandwiches. I'm sorry, player, we gotta make ends meet. <laughs> Mark had also been feeling all alone on SmackDown. His friends, the BSK, were all gone. His marriage with Sarah was on its last legs, evidenced by his throat tattoo beginning to fade. But now neither brother would be lonely ever again. Mark didn't need the BSK, he had the BOD. The brothers of destruction. And Sarah, BFD, plenty fish in the sea, Mark thought to himself. Just then, the brothers looked up to see a young woman stood at the lunch tray. Hi, do you boys mind if I sit with you? I'm Michelle McCoo. <laughs> Whoa, the unholy trinity. Guys, we may not be seeing him much anymore, but I've got a feeling that Kane's going to be just fine. Yeah, it sounds like he's found, that's one of those found families I've heard about. Yeah, but that, I looked it up. That is the first thing he does on SmackDown is him and Undertaker start teaming up again. So Yeah, because Kennedy is feuding with Undertaker at the moment, and they and do a thing where like... MVP, MVP and, Kennedy. and Kennedy are the two brothers that struggle. <laughs> <laughs> just say though recent uh, uh, reports have come out that on Chris Jericho's smelly cruise that was smelly oh, MVP sparked him out MVP sparked him out really yeah. what he he's, he's like a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu MVP you don't, MVP's like a shoot tough guy uh -huh. and MVP unless you've not listened to Fall Mighty and you didn't take home the main the main message of that he doesn't suffer fools gladly no no so Chris Jericho is most certainly a fool. He absolutely <laughs> is. Knocked out on your own smelly shit. <laughs> Backstage, the big show meets Queen Charmel, and it's time for some plotting to take place. Depending on what the outcome of the vote is tonight, either the ECW, the World, or the WWE Championship will be on the line, and not the WCW Championship, as the returning Vince McMahon cluelessly oh, stated. Oh, for fuck's sake, Vince. Oh, baby, Vince, I'll tell you what, you want to talk about boo-boo faces in wrestling history, <laughs> Vince McMahon returning and getting no reaction and yeah. doing that whole... Oh, I'll just walk back then, will I? Walking backwards yeah. with a big puss on his face. He took like three or four weeks off to sell the stink face he got from Big Show. Like, And then you'd think it would be a monumental thing, him returning, but I think Coach is a little more over than Vince at the minute. There's a lot on the line here tonight because the coveted title of the champion of champions... Which, if it is mentioned after the end of this broadcast ever again, yep. I will find a hat. I will buy that hat. It will be mine, and I will then eat it. Do you remember? It was not long after this. It was a few years later. I think one of the video games had the Champion of Champions belt as part of the story mode. It had like the three brands logos on it. It was fucking hideous. But like, this is just busy work. It's all yeah, it is. Bragging yeah. rights. You know, John's got the movie out now. The Marine is in theaters, yep. and I felt like they wanted to go with the most basic 
safe like no one's going to cheer for King Booker or The Big Show over nope. John Cena uh-uh. safe pair of hands mm-hmm. or two pairs of hands I don't think it should be for the, I don't think it should be for a belt though this match I think it's for the title it of makes titles it, or it, ma- it should be for bragging rights and, yeah. and yeah. brand supremacy because I just knew going in it I couldn't remember the outcome but when I heard what the stipulations were I was like well whoever no one's no one's losing their belt. No one's yeah. losing their no. belt. No That's one, such an easy no, out. Like. Yeah. In a triple threat match with no yeah. DQs. Right. Like, come yeah. on, like. None of these three guys are going to be a double champion. So no. Like, I think it should have been for a a stipulation to the vote for that rather than what belt. Now, I want to talk to you about my developing feelings about the status of Big Show Paul Weiss. And what happens is, right, if you do podcasts for 10 years and you think about things and your opinions change, that's called revisionism. So here's my Big Show revisionism. Okay. I feel so fucking sorry for him. Uh He looks so fucking unwell. Let this man have a lengthy fucking long break. Mm -hmm. Because when he comes back after his break, he looks so fucking rejuvenated. Jesus, every month it gets worse. He just yep. looks like he's about to burst into tears. Like his eyes are so puffed out. He looks like he he's sweating doing yep. this 30 second backstage promo with Charmel. He is labored breathing. He looks so unwell. I've not seen any of the ECWs from around this show. Oh, you can Adam. just tell they're working him to the bone at this point. I don't understand what this strange death wish that WWE put on someone where it's like, okay, you're struggling, and you're obviously near the edge, so we're going to push you fucking yeah. hard. This will help you get your love back. I don't... They did that with Kurt as well. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened. Mm. And, like, I don't think Big Show is like Kurt Angle, where he's, like, hiding injuries and, want, like, I'll do anything to keep you wrestling. You can see his face. Yeah. He's a very emotional guy. He's screaming at the camera with his eyes, let me go. Yeah. Let me go to my Please. new shoes, new blues, new house. <laughs> Just felt bad for him. Charmel, I thought, did very well in her segment here. And throughout the night, yeah. yes. she is good. So her plotting here is basically saying to Big Show, if Booker's title is on the line tonight, you help us and we'll take care of John Cena. If your title's on the line, we'll help you. The baddies stick together kind of thing. If Cena's on the line, it's every, every man, man for himself. himself. Yeah. Big Show tries to do the Rock's shtick. Mm. I'm not sure what's more tragic in like WCW 2001 where we're like, let me give you a little smack down for you. And mm. the ring's like, no, you're wrong. And don't change the channel because I'm saying the same things. Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> the Big Show here be like, I'm gonna take that scepter, shine it up real nice. Whoa, 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 whoa. It, Don't. Is, is Show a face now at this point? Nah, no, nah, he's, he's a hundred percent a heel. Yeah, absolutely. The crowd dies when the when he tries to do the rock stuff because they all just go quiet. They remember mm-hmm. what, what was that superstar. What was his name? He's quite an electrifying man. Oh, the eyebrow. Oh, I don't remember. I've had so much fun with all these great brands. I don't know. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. No. <laughs> Hopperoli and check your 40. It is time for crime time. Ah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. We're bringing the hood to you. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. What you gonna do? I've got complex feelings on this. This is... <laughs> This period of time between pay-per-views here has been some of the most racist shit we've ever done on the show, I think. There's a lot going on this TV show. And it's not all coming from one angle or one character or anything. There is just like racism smattered all over the product right now. And the crime time stuff in particular has been really fucking like blood-curdlingly bad. Every week it's been like, this white man made a mistake of going to, you're not going to believe it, 
the hood and he tried to get some money out of the atm oh crime time are gonna have a thing or two to say about that homeboy just stepped to shad gaspar hope hunky's got life insurance and it's not even like a thing where it's like oh they're gonna like sass him or intimidate him it's like no they straight up mug the guy like every week it's like they are straight up criminals look 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 you might think that it was offensive, right? Yes. I swear to God, if this is a Hasselmania column of you defending no! <laughs> Billy, it's, if we don't rock the boat, we won't have... Please, no. tell me that's not what this is. There was, admittedly, a very bad reaction from the press and the general public to WWE's use of crime time. Because yeah. if you've ever seen anything that radiates comedy about black people written by the whitest man in the known universe mm. it's this it's very much through the lens of what a brian gerwitz or a michael hayes might think is funny for a black person to do for you know it's 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 in poor taste you know not to say that jtg and shad aren't like great performers no they are they're really good they give it both barrels yeah. you know and a lot of people like who grew up with this they fucking have absolute love and respect for the the two performers i'll always have respect for jtg for having as long a tenure of employment as he did that's incredible and look if you didn't know shad gaspard literally died doing the most heroic thing possible and like that is one of the most tragic fucking losses of life Mm. and in terms of him being an obvious star like that's obvious from the get-go he's fucking big he oozes charisma from mm-hmm. every fucking pore he hits hard he looks like he was light as a feather to actually be in the ring with he could have been a big big star yeah. sure. so like, all that goes let's say but here is the press release that wwe released oh, after the negative reaction the to crime time oh. last week on raw crime time was introduced to the raw audience in an effort to humor and entertain our fans the team known as Crime Time will parody racial stereotypes. Parody. Shad Gaspard and JTG do outlandish, outrageous stunts, inverted commas, to ready themselves for tag team action on Raw. This attempt at Saturday Night Live... This is such a fancy man. Saturday Night Live. This attempt at Saturday Night Live style <laughs> humour is bound to entertain audiences of all ethnic derivations. <laughs> That's such Vince verbiage. All ethnic derivations. For people of all ethnic extractions. Yee. We hope you enjoy the weekly adventures of Crime Time. And then we've got a link to the videos. Fuck of me. Limited there. So like... They, like, if you knew in 06, like they did, that it's dodgy, like, you can't really, like, so much stuff from season one, it's like, they're like, ah, we're just motoring away. It's this weird period of time, and it's one of the reasons why I was so interested in this time period for season five, is you have all this dodgy stuff, but then people going, look, I know it's dodgy. Yes. So here it is. But we're doing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's not just WWE, like, sunny, oh, it's always sunny Philadelphia, had a lot of, like, kind of dodgy blackface yep. stuff, and, like, it's a slippery slope that has not aged well, but I think when you're trying to make a point by then parodying the things that you're saying, or it it still mm. comes like look at anyone who's age twenty or under and show them stuff from this period, and they're not going to understand the layers. They, that's just old shit, and it's the same as the other old shit from five years prior, where you thought the racial stereotypes might be less nuanced or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's it's. A shame because they're a good tag team. They are. They seem to be over as well. They are. They are popular. popular. And like you want to talk about 
them getting a reaction when they come out they get a hot reaction mm-hmm. this tag division has been decimated in recent weeks it has. this fucking tag division on Raw is an absolute fucking state well that's like, what we've got tonight we've got Crime Time <sighs> Charlie Haas and Viscera <sighs> the Highlanders and Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch fuck me Adam tell me what happened with the tag division what happened with it yeah they didn't fucking do anything with it they kept the straps on the uh, spirit squad for ages DX what did DX do with the tag division they, I remember DX have squashed Cade and Murdoch a couple of times DX had a gauntlet match where they beat oh, the entire no, tag no, division yeah, literally every one of them and it wasn't like they had a proper drag out it's like hey Robbie look over there you fucking idiots and yeah. they beat them like or like Viss and Charlie Haas come out and they slip on banana peels and they pull their pants down or whatever they like routed the entire tag division then they did a promo where they're like everyone says that we buried the tag division but uh it wasn't really a tag division to begin with, if you ask me. <laughs> See, to me, the reason that didn't even sink in is because I don't view these four teams as being in the tag division. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the tag division is the Spirit Squad, DX, Rated RKO, and Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> That's the current just... tag scene. And if Big Show and Kane decide they want to team up again... There's always a spot for them. That's fine. But no, they, no. this isn't the tag team division. This is just all sorts, basically. No, no love for Big Lance Cade. What a body on Lance Cade. Huh? I, I, I couldn't tell you a thing about Caden Murdoch other than like, these are some country boys. They've been affiliated with Vince McMahon recently. They've tried twice now to get him over in a main event spot. They're meant to be like and, henchmen. Like. Yeah, because they were used, they laid out DX in MSG yeah. before the last pay-per-view and nothing really came of it nope. other than getting squashed by DX. Then the night after Unforgiven, Edge was like, John Cena, I've got a surprise for you. And then Caden Murdoch attacked him and he went, The Redneck Whirling Dervish! Okay. The Redneck Whirling Dervish. Is that so like a ride or something? Straight away I was like, The Whirling Dervish? I've heard Whirling Dervish yeah. so many yeah. times over the years. It makes me think of a fairground. If I hear Whirling Dervish, I kind of, it's almost like a brouhaha, a knees up. Right. A big knee rod, rulia boolia, that really? type of a thing. Uh, what do you know about Islam? Fuck me. Right, because, yeah, when I Googled Whirling Dervish, I saw, like, when I went to Turkey on holiday two years ago, I saw a fair bit of this. Yeah, so... <laughs> what do you know about such a big question? <laughs> Whirling Dervish, noun, Islam, a member of a Turkish order of dervishes or Sufis whose ritual consists in part of a highly stylized whirling dance. You know the spinning dance where they wear the tall I hats? You've been turkey as well. Bear whirling dervishes. That's right. where it comes from. Okay. Literally had no idea. Oh, that is Caden Murdoch True, all true over. though. Like, yeah, yeah, that is. When they come out to their... Spinning around. It blew my mind. I had no idea that's where that... That no. Well, look, either. you know, many people wrote the Confederacy off, but once you know the the the, the Turkish army joined, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I don't I don't understand because whirling dervish that's been used in wrestling a lot, usually for kind of a southern good old boys like oh little whirling dervish, really? like we're gonna have a bunkhouse brawl, it's gonna be a real whirling dervish here. That's a weird association. But I just did not expect to see a Turkish man with a beautiful mustache <laughs> spinning around slowly and then faster and faster. Weird. Bizarre choice of words, Edge. And then we've got Viscera and Charlie Haas, who literally, they haven't been on TV since the last time we talked about them. They've done nothing. Yes, like... two men united by their mutual decision to not feel bad about Lillian Garcia no. being injured. And let me tell you, is there anything in this beautiful world of ours as confused as Charlie Haas doing his stuff 
coming out of Viscera's sexy yeah. theme. He's a man <laughs> in the bandana. He comes out, he jumps, then he kind of does a little bit of a bow-legged... Oh, yeah. This is music for Viscera and only Viscera and Charlie Haas. I want what Viscera is wearing just oh, for around the house. Fuck like. yeah. That's comfy, baby. That comfy. Oh, it's so, so weird, Charlie Haas and Viscera. It's horrible. Charlie Haas is so good. He and he's a good tag wrestler as well. He he's on the same brand as Shelton. Yeah, Shelton's right there. Shelton, who's also been given a, a pretty dodgy gimmick the last uh, time we've talked about him. He's yeah. been given the gimmick of a, and I quote, angry young black man. Well, Shelton last week, he was. Uh, we all saw him play the race card. Quite frankly, disgusting. Shelton claiming that he was held back because of some sort of racial bias in the WWE. Oh my, it's been what, fucking nine years since we talked about this in season four? of the podcast the race card I hate it so and Shelton's doing this whole thing where he's quitting promos being like I know I've never been given opportunities because I'm black and you've got coach there being like I'm black and I'm I've black loads of opportunities and I'm successful and then they had Jeff Hardy come out <laughs> and Jeff Hardy while well, these two black men are discussing you know racial bias in the WWE Jeff Hardy comes in does his dance and went what it is my nizzles are y'all chilling for and then does this kind of girding <laughs> Billy looks like he's just been killed by the Joker. He has got this <laughs> strained rictus grin on his face. No, no, Billy, remember that makes it sound like I'm enjoying what no, Jeff no, no. says. Billy is clearly in pain right <laughs> oh, now. No. no, let's go back to talking about twirling rednecks instead, please. That's so much better. Later on that episode, John Cena goes up to Coach and is like, "You liked Kevin Federline's album? You've lost your status as a black man, Coach." It's all over the show at the minute. We got lots to say about lots of things on Monday Night Raw oh. at the moment, huh? And DX aren't even involved in half. They're of not it. doing any of yeah. it. They're just pointing at people, calling them gay, and getting on yeah. with things. So it's a four-way with these guys, and this division is really in rebuild mode. Highlanders, when they came out, they literally look like they know their shot has come and gone. Yes, yeah. like they look sad. Yeah. They uh, Rob, Rob, Robbie's buying tickets to see his favourite other wrestling show. You know. <laughs> Look, Billy, when you cross the line, you've got a 40% chance of getting a job. And it didn't work out in his favour that time, but what can no, you do? No, it didn't. Maria is so excited. Like I was kind of like, eh, about this match. And they cut to Maria and she's like, this is a four-way with four tag teams? I'm so excited! And Todd goes, yes, Maria, you are excited. <laughs> you are excited. <laughs> So our choices tonight, a fatal four-way, tag team turmoil, or a Texas tornado. And I was straining myself trying to know the difference between some okay. of them. I thought the four-way and the tornado were exactly the same, but they're not. Four-way, you have to tag in. Yes. Texas tornado rules, everyone can be in the it's ring like a, at the like same a, time. It's a little, like a little battle royale. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tag team turmoil. I always thought that that was like two teams, and then the losers, that's the one we hate. Yeah, tag team turmoil. Right. Losers roll out. Next team comes in. Like so, whoever but comes in last. How do you decide last. then? That's a separate poll. Yeah, who goes in first? Look, I look. I'm fucking sick and tired of it. I've been in this country for nearly twelve years now. Right, we need proportional representation <laughs> in Cyber Sunday votes. <laughs> Otherwise, the Tories and fucking Texas Tornado just walks in every time. It's not fair. Tornado is the best one of the three. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I'm glad it won. I had a fantasy stipulation for this. We'll swap out Tag Team Turmoil for just, let's not have this match. Like, <laughs> yeah. that should have been an option. Hopefully, Ring General Viscera could bring this match together. <laughs> 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 the, the crafty veteran. <laughs> 
All the teams have to be in the ring at the same time, King. It's Texas Tornado Rules. The bell rings and six men leave the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what, though. It's like someone with... Like, these lads know... Like, opportunities are slim on the ground for this division. They know they're not going to be on many other pay-per-views. Yep. They have planned for this. They've got be- spots. There's spots. Highlanders clear the ring. Mm-hmm. They bring up the fire. They actually yeah, they get, get a reaction. Yeah, they, get they get going. Reaction. This tonight feels like one of the most planned out matches. Yeah. Because, again, with this being, it, which I'm positive is definitely a shoot, with all the votes and everything, you kind of have to have plans in place for three matches. And you can look at the results throughout the day and think, well, it's going this way. Yeah. But I heard Pritchard say that one of the results later on tonight, they thought it was going one way and then it flipped last minute to the other. So you still can't guarantee that you're mm. going to get to do the match you've prepared. Like, you still call and fix on this one, Bill? <laughs> Not on this vote, because this is the correct one to go for. Yeah, I mean, tag, like, tag team uh, turmoil was the, was the wrong choice. Fatal four-way, no. Tax nah. tornado for these guys. We get a great fucking lariat from Cade. Oh baby, Cade's snappy in that ring. He's good. It's he a is, shame. That, like, it's just, <laughs> you it, gave like, me it's, such a look. Then, he's like, good. Eh? he's good. It's just a shame that he never just yeah. he didn't cap- pass that level, and then he died. Obviously, really, he died at twenty nine. He yeah. died. He had problems though. Like yeah. you know, he had uh, he had substance issues. He had epilepsy. He yeah. had, he kept some of his like medical stuff kind of quiet. He, had a, right. he had a congenital heart issue as well. Damn. Like, it was behind. Like the big thing because Emery came out during Linda's Senate campaign. He was one of the bits that was in the kind of the dossier that the Democrats prepared mm. against her was he because she was on the same flight he had like an epileptic fit on a flight which some people were like oh it's because he's taking these drugs or other people saying oh no it's because he has this undiagnosed problem he's not taking his medication for either way it was like one of your employees sorry one of your fucking independent contractors was literally frothing at the mouth on the same flight as you for reasons that were undisclosed they were trying to all the time be like oh she's nothing to do with that but she was then there Kane and Murnock both have something and they are a throwback. I think that is probably what mm. works best for them. I think this is a type of thing where if there was different people in the office, like if you had Cornette and Jim Ross in the yes. office, mm. these lads probably would have gotten a shot. They would have gotten more of a run. As it stands, they're just like, they're a decent tie team with a gimmick. But like, mm. we're a division that I've got loads of gimmicks. Yes. Like, we got four fucking gimmicks in here. Yeah, and, and, Char- and Charlie Haas. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would like to watch a lot of, though. Big Shad in the ring with Viscera. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Power meets power. Shad's got these big boots on him. And he's fucking throwing <laughs> them. Like, he is getting the big fucking boot up on the tallest men in this match over and over again. He's got fire and he clears the fucking ring. It is great. It's a shame that... All J.R. King have to say about him is like, well, you know, them handshakes are a little bit, <laughs> you know, we don't have black people in Oklahoma, folks. I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't want to tell you. They're, they're, they're certainly unorthodox. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like they just want to point and go, look at them. They're different. Yeah, literally. That's exactly mm. what it's like. But JTG has got something as well. He is yeah, yeah. oozing charisma. They're both great. You know, I think what may be their downfall is that they are rookie wrestlers, really, who yeah. haven't got much ring time under them under their belts. They excel at comedy backstage segments. And this is an era where you're going to do comedy backstage segments a lot more than you're going to do tag team matches yeah. on Monday Night Raw. So I think by the time we get to next pay-per-view, it'll be these lads, the Boogeyman, and Ron Simmons in a circle. 
going, yeah, boy, damn, I'm the boogeyman, damn, I'm the boogeyman, damn, I'm the boogeyman, damn. Which we still kind of get to this day. Yeah, that's true. Get, like, that's what it's for. You can take the Brian Gruitz out of WWE, Billy, but uh, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, we get the ring cleared again, and there's a lot of action on the outside, but it is mostly taking turns in the ring. Cade Murdoch at the high-low on Robbie, but Robbie is pinned by Crime Time, who fishingly steal the win. It was better than expected. It was still yeah. shit, though, I thought. It was shit, It I'd wasn't say. a pay-per-view it caliber was, no. match. It would have been, like, a nice surprise on a long Raw. Yeah, This was, <laughs> yeah, a, an okay Raw match between four teams that we don't give a fuck about. Well, you know, you can kind of see what happened there was that, um, you know, to build something, you have to uh, burn it down to the foundations. Then you have to burn down the foundations. <laughs> then you have to plow the foundations. Salt the earth. Uh, nothing will ever grow. And I think that you can kind of attribute that to DX. <laughs> and the work we've been doing, me and Sean with the young talent. The work we've been doing. Caden Murdoch are business, you know. Uh, crime time. You know, their, their business. Charlie Haas, I don't know. I don't know about him. It's not going to work out. It's not going to work out for him. But, uh, yeah, we'll do it again next week. You know, anytime. Anytime we'll destroy, decimate. <laughs> do you More than happy. No. More than happy. No, we don't that. want the tag belts, though. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I don't want them. And then Shad steals King's laptop. Uh oh, the blackmail city yeah. right there. Like, yeah. immediate five star one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> HBK is backstage. This is a classic segment. He's on the World Wide Web. This is an infamous gif. I guarantee you no one would remember that this was on Cyber Sunday. No. no. I've seen this clip hundreds of times. Did not remember it was from this show. Always gets a pop out of me. This is probably going to be the best DX segment of the season, I think. Oh, I guarantee it will be. I guarantee you that Shawn Michaels beats Triple H in a comedy angle Nine times out of ten. Oh, yes. He's a much better... He's a, he's a sillier person by nature. Yes. Triple H takes himself too seriously across the board. He can be silly. He can be funny. Sean is much, much, much better. So hence why in this segment, Sean does loads of funny stuff and Triple H literally stands there at points and goes, that's funny. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording today that like Triple H, when he's a slimy heel and he wants to like, you know, get made a fool of, he can be fucking hysterical. Yeah. When he's a baby face that is trying to be funny. Oh, no, no, no. Fucking cricket, He's accidentally man. funny a lot as well. Yeah. I think yes. it's if you put a script in front of him, mm. that's where he fucking well, st- stumbles. It's, but if, he, if it's just something kind of off the cuff, I think he's a lot funnier. From what I understand, they weren't given scripts a lot of the time for these segments. This was all Sean and Hunter's ideas, their work, their verbiage. Yeah, the, the writers would give them stuff. And you want to talk about a script being put in front of them. Nine times out of ten in the last month, since our last uh, you know outing on pay-per-view, what DX are given is literally stuff straight from Austin Powers. Oh. Like, they take whole bits. <laughs> they do, like, do the evil laugh segment yeah. with them. Like they, they just take whole bits. They do Michael Myers, you know, uh, going down the elevator mime and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they are wholesale just taking stuff and you know then there was that bit where Triple H was like you know something Sean I thought it was pretty shagadelic last week when you came out here and then of course there's that whole angle that bullshit where Shawn Michaels claimed he lost his mojo (laughs) and we knew there was nothing wrong with him it was ridiculous Bret Hart went back in time to when Sean was frozen with a drill (laughs) and he nicked it (laughs) basically Vince you want me to stay here I'm going to need a million dollars. So yeah, he's kicking Stan 
Yeah. So him running off. Fully insane. Sean can make me laugh quite a bit, mm-hmm. and he has done so more than Triple H. Yeah. There was one bit on Raw just because he didn't have a line to say when Triple H and Sean wanted to make fun of Rated RKO, so they're like, Hey Edge, when you had that live sex celebration, look at this. Look how tiny your dick was. Yeah. You didn't even have a proper erection on TV. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> we found, look at all that, it's so small. And oh, Ren, no, wait, I'm, Ren, I'm just getting on. word now that apparently he, he did have an erection, but yeah. it's just that small yeah. that it looks like a flaccid yeah. penis. Triple H, who's never done steroids, and a perfectly normal looking penis down there. All fine. Absolutely. And look, Randy Orton, he, was, he took a picture of himself in the shower when he was 21. Let's blow that up on the big screen there. Yeah. Look at oh, there's anything wrong with that you're, you're so gay I mean if there's anything wrong with that and then they showed a picture of Shawn Michaels and Playgirl and they had no line other than Shawn going <laughs> <laughs> so good stuff all around they're annoyed that Bischoff said they're not controversial Bischoff's yeah. new book is out oh. he's been brought back and the main thrust of it is everyone says that DX is so great and they're just a rip off of the NWO he said it to their face yeah to their face and that they know nothing about controversy mm. oh and it's pretty funny Sean's like but I screwed Bret Hart that's so oh, <laughs> oh man but they also reason like we've, we've messed with Vince enough we've messed with Coach a lot they haven't really messed with Eric Bischoff so. I mean that is the fair that's the reason why I would pick Bischoff yeah. it's they, they more or less said you're bored of seeing us make fun of the Literally, other lads yes. and I will say Vince has all but washed his hands of the involvement in this he's not he's he's when called to has said you should vote for me quite frankly I'm yeah. the if, man if elected yeah. which is such a strange that's great. way to say I would like to be a referee but dude. like on the Raw before this they did a gimmick where it was like alright oh, at ringside all the choices are going to be here and like Vince didn't come out. It was Bischoff and Coach ringside interfering in the match and yep. Vince stayed back. So I think Vince wants to be, you know, distanced from this angle. He's done with it. He's just yeah. being kind of, not babyface, but neutral Vince McMahon yeah. coming up with the champion of champions and that's his gimmick right now. No shame, by the way. He's gone, gone, it seems. You saying about controversy creates cash. We're currently doing the Hulk Hogan first autobiography in the Bibliotech right now. What? When we're done with that, baby, I want to cross-reference all of his lies with Eric Bischoff's lies. Fucking I'm calling hell. my shot now. We're doing this book next. Like playing Minesweeper blindfolded. <laughs> Freaking they, out. They've been bringing him out every week yeah. to be like, controversy craze cash, everyone. You're not going to believe what he says. Billy, I know that we've talked a lot about stuff that DX have done that has been in poor taste. You know, it's aged badly and all that. And I don't mean to make you hate them anymore. But they did have an unprecedented go at the masterpiece, Chris it Masters. It was so uncalled for. So mean. Like, they had Bischoff backstage chatting with Masterpiece. And he's like, hey, Eric, I used to watch WCW. I really like your book, man. I learned a lot in there about the business. It's really, really great. And then DX show up and they're like, yeah, in here, Eric. Hey, Masters. You're ever going to write a book, you idiot? And he's like, well, actually, I was thinking of writing a book, you know, about you know, like nutrition or stuff or whatever. And he goes, what? Had to lose 50 pounds in two weeks. <laughs> and he and literally he goes, no comeback. Sure, I don't have steroids anymore. <laughs> Looks at his toes and walks away. Oh. Like, we're saying it on telly yeah. now. Like, this guy's tiny. Give me those steroids. Give me them. I'm allowed to do as many of them as I like. God, am I allowed to do steroids? <laughs> Speaking of God, there's this insane segment where Bischoff says to them, like, well, I, I happen to think that the DX was just a. A rip-off of the NWO. Sean's reaction is to go, 
blasphemy right in his face <laughs> is it blasphemy to cry blasphemy like no. that is it not you can say anything's blasphemous yeah sure as you, a laugh you can declare blasphemy like you declare bankruptcy even if you don't mean it yeah just taking the piss there's nothing there in the commandments about that Ooh, I'm gonna get a lot more liberal with my crying blasphemy now you're gonna get quite blasphemic in your older age Adam we cut to our music for tonight I'd like to thank Disciple, Disciple for their hit song that's for Cyber Sunday, Controversy Alert. Uh-oh. With a big, name like Disciple, I'm expecting bad news. Big Controversy Alert. So, obviously, put in Disciple, found that they're a Christian rock band, so the first thing I did was put the word COVID afterwards as well. <laughs> yeah. Belt and braces, make sure. Nothing there. Coming back clean. I'll go for a vanilla Disciple brackets band controversy. Baby, we got controversy. Of the most controversial sort. This supposed Christian rock band has a very thorough Angelfire blog denouncing their (laughs) satanic ways. One of their earlier albums has got a track called Daddy Will You Be My Daddy? It's blatant Satanism. (laughs) And there's all different coloured fonts detailing how satanic it is. And it's on the Lord's website, (laughs) angelfire.com. So I don't know about you guys, I don't feel very comfortable about using Disciples music in any of the broadcasts. I'd never heard of these guys. I don't remember the song. So yeah, I think they get a discount on the Christian rock, because we've had Christian rock before now on pay-per-view. And also, Sean's right there, so he's probably got a hookup, like a connect in the biz. Just don't send him on that link to Angelfire as well. No. Blasphemy! Coming up next, it's Jeff Hardy versus... Can you decide for the Intercontinental Championship? Folks, it's time for a poll. Check your wireless devices now and head on over to the Attitude Era podcast SoundCloud page. Will it be the poet laureate of professional wrestling, Robert Durazio? Will it be Houston's icon, Paul Bosch? Or will it be the amazing... Jeff Hardy, let's go down to Todd Grisham and Maria now. Who's it going to be? So many people are talking on phones across the world. So many don't even think about the amazing telephone. You are so far away, but I can hear you just fine. There is no face-to-face but I can see you in my mind. <laughs> I can see your mind. Frodo, if you would but land me. <laughs> Frodo, no. <laughs> A curse on you and all the light heavyweights. <laughs> your voice is traveling beyond the world of speed. My voice is reacting at the perfect time you need the phone is so amazing i look at it and stare i wonder how you hear me i wonder why i care so many people are talking from europe to japan so many conversations between the u.s and iran so many people are talking while they're all alone so many people are using the, the amazing, amazing telephone. telephone. Wow, man. I'm going to take issue with you here, Kevin. What's you've up? done two Jeff Hardy poems so far. Yeah. And you've done two of the ones that I've read out previously on the Bibelotech. <laughs> yeah, they're familiarity. There's, there's got to be more poems by Jeff out there. Do you want another one? I want some fresh juice. Do you want another one? I want another one. 
I don't know if the listeners want another one, but I want another one. The great thing about Jeff Hardy's poems is that they were the only poems I can ever see that are almost exclusively done as images as well. Te- you know, images okay. of all the text there. So uh, Also, you can't do Hide Away. I've already done that one as well. Yeah, yeah, come on, find something new. And that's a poem about Jeff Hardy, that's no good. (laughs) I wonder if they hated me. What was going through their minds? I wonder if they loved me. What was inspiring their sign? I wonder if they felt me like goosebumps through the skin. I wonder if they watched me for that they can remember when. I wonder if they booed me like a loser no one knew. I wonder if they cheered for me like a youngster that had grew. I wonder that if, had grew. I wonder <laughs> if they cared for me crashing down on my back. I wonder if they followed me ever since the last attack. I wonder if they were lying when they said you suck. I wonder if they were crying when I was unable to duck. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy didn't get all of it there. (laughs) I wonder if they will be my fans until I have to fold. I wonder if they will remember Jeff Hardy as he grows old. And that is called The Fans. The (laughs) Fans! Very good. Two for one there. Thank you very much, Kevin. Unprecedented. I think that poll was fixed, though. Yeah? Yeah, Mm. I think that was Eddie Mason Ryan's poem, but (laughs) too many people voted for him when we came in here. Okay, We've got three options. Carlito, whose head is down and literally muttering, don't pick me, don't pick me, don't please, pick me, don't please, pick me, please, 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 don't want to wrestle. Shelton Benjamin, fresh off his unpopular new gimmick. Mm. Or Johnny Nitro. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, the guy that we hated who managed to hang on to the belt for months. I'd love to see him get a chance at the belt. Like, you know they don't want Johnny if you pick because they didn't even put Molina with him. Nah, so, like, people yeah. might be like, ah, let's have Molina. Nah, need the heat. nah, absolutely not. Surprise, surprise, it's our another landslide. Yep. Carlito. 62% of the vote for Carlito. I mean, out of these three, this is the option I would want to see the most, but my most preferred option is not to watch any Jeff Hardy matches because I'm losing my mind with Jeff. Oh, He's picking it up a little bit since the debut. Uh, I'm very sorry we just made you sit through two of his (laughs) (laughs) precedences. Jeff cannot go. No? He's lost the ability to fly high. I don't... I'm bored every time you've seen him since he's come back. I will say, him winning the IC belt off Nitro, that was a good... That was a, a good, good moment Good moment, good match. And they have, with the IC division, done like a lot. Like There was like a six-pack challenge. There's been some fatal four-ways. There has been a bit of intrigue. But I think a real problem here is that you've got face versus face. And Jeff and Carlito, I don't know what happened here, but these lads just do not mesh. Nah. There's a lack of a will to make this a good match. Well, Jeff's not doing the high flying. That's what it is. He can do more than just that. Like I, I will agree. I think he's lost something since he's returned. Like just looking at his face when he's in the ring, he doesn't seem to yeah, be the into thing, wrestling. The thing like... he's lost is stimulants. Oh. <laughs> he seems. No, he seems a bit out of sorts. I'll give you that. But like Carlito, and I love Carlito. No, he is not into this. And I feel like he's a lad where I went into this thinking like he's been given an unfair rep as like difficult or lazy or whatever it is and then we saw all those matches early doors and it's like this guy is fucking incredible, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. but like when he does not want to give no. you the match 
he will not give you the match. He did not want, like, he did not want to do this. No, him, him and Sandman already had plans that, like, yo, we're going to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. We're not going to get voted for. This joint's not going to smoke itself, amigo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Carlio comes out literally looking at his shoes. He's meant to be a hot baby face. He is, and he works heel for this match. <laughs> do you think that the misfire with him and Randy has kind of knocked his confidence a bit or knocked their confidence in him? Maybe, mm. possibly. It's it, definitely a step down, kind of energy-wise, from him and the crowd. I mean, there's been times like you remember him watching Tori getting all oiled up or whatever. Oh like, yeah. yeah, rub her in all regions. Yes. Like, there's been many times where he's seen seemed apathetic, and I think he might just be one of these young guys that is like. I'm not really into this, so I'm just not going to try that yeah. hard. Yeah, and they are, like, spinning his wheels. Like, he's a yeah. lad where January 2006, he's in world title matches. Yes. Then it's like, yeah. okay, turn your face, here's a run with the IC belt, and now it's kind of like yeah. you're one of four guys. That's it. You know, and I think that he would have benefited from yeah. maybe going to a different brand or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Ben, ben, spoiler alert, considering what we had at WrestleMania 22, WrestleMania 23, he's fighting Chris Masters again. Baby. Is he? S smaller yeah. than ever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're in a singles match together. No, no, no. He doesn't make the card at WrestleMania 23. Him and Flair are tagging. The... No. Yeah, he oh, doesn't make me make the main card. We definitely have another Chris Masters colleague to them. Maybe... Maybe at the Rumble? I don't know. I, I don't. I doubt he's getting the fucking singles Maybe match. Roll. Positive. I'm positive. Maybe if Super Crazy's not busy that night. <laughs> 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 no! <laughs> Super Crazy, he did a gimmick on one of the episodes where he's like, you know, ECW, SmackDown, and Raw are three great, entertaining, different brands that all sports entertainment fans can enjoy. And everyone learned a lesson that night. Is that a gimmick? Well, they learned that he could speak English. That was the punchline of that whole segment. Like, okay. You had the three general managers being like, we've all worked with Super Crazy, so let him decide who's best. And the... he's like, WWE is great. Yay! And they're like, you can speak. We all thought you were stupid. We know WWE is great already. Get this guy out of here. These boys in the ring, it, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> not good dance partners here. Nice long sleeper holds. They try and do the good guy back and forth, pin and shuffle at the start, and they're like, Carlito gets rolled onto his fucking head by Jeff. Mm. Jeff looks like really, he looks pissed off, I guess, at points. Yeah. I think they're both pissed off. Like I say, Carlito just ends up reverting to heel tactics. Yeah. Like, because he's like, I can't be fucked anymore. I'm just going to do sleep holes. Look, you think Jeff's pissed now? How pissed is he going to be when he finds out Carlito had Jesus stab his dog? <laughs> <laughs> One cool moment in this was when Jeff did his, like, running the rails on the outside. He dived off. Carlito gave him a drop kick. But there's no energy or aggression and the crowd aren't like, yay or two faves. So yeah. apathy fills the void. The crowd were chanting Kane 30 minutes ago. For <laughs> yeah, come like, on. They are a good giving crowd. JR literally says with these two guys who I would have described as high flyers, nothing dangerous here. No unnecessary risks. Nice long headlock there. <laughs> nothing dangerous. The third headlock Carly does... And like he's literally just parting Jeff's hair. Yeah. And like the announcers are like, Well that's not that's not a tight headlock. Yeah, you can see his arm isn't anywhere near his He's just throat. trying to get in the head of Jeff Hardy. Yeah, they say that they say he's messing with his hair mm -hmm. to get in Jeff's head. Ooh. Hot baby face Carly. So <laughs> 
They speculate that perhaps one of them is annoyed. (laughs) What's going on here? Great story. I'd be annoyed as well. Do you see Jeff's inverted falcon arrow? Yeah. A salacious scintillating maneuver, which Carlito takes head first. Mm -hmm. He's meant to kind of pancake out. He goes straight down like it's a pile driver. Fucking scary. Very scary. Swanton is blocked by the knees. Sorry, just them doing that scary spot, JR. Nothing dangerous yeah. here. No unnecessary <laughs> risk. A few, perhaps. The Swanton gets blocked by Carlito's knees. He goes up to do a kind of dodgy top rope hurricane runner. Thank fuck they didn't do that. He gets dumped off the top. Jeff does a Swanton. A really disappointing match. Jeff picks up the win, but like not surprising. Like I didn't expect these no, two lads. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, no. No belts are changing hands on a Cyber Sunday. Honestly, disagree. I expected more from this. Like, I thought whichever of these three guys wins, this will probably be in ring the best match of the night. And it was like the most by the numbers. On paper, all three possible right? options are Three great, great matchups. Yeah, yeah, but I think regardless of who put in there, because we know he, that Jeff stunk out when he had Johnny uh, him against yeah, Johnny. That, that was, was a that that's that's true. Miss, that's yeah. true. Shelton's yeah. great, but I've just got no faith in Jeff. Yeah, on pay-per-view, he is not rising to the occasion as a single star, and I think he is hiding behind the low expectations of the mid-card right about mm. now. Because I will tell you, on Raw in particular, that mid-card is fucking dog shit. It stinks. Radar KO taking on D-Generation X. Are you ready? You think you can tell us what to wear? I said, are you ready? Well, if this is what it takes to get you people ready, then we don't want any piece of this crap. DX thinks they can run around and get away with whatever they want. Me and Edge are going to put an end to that. DX will meet Edge and Randy Orton. At Cyber Sunday, you fans will select the special referee option A, Eric Bischoff. If I get your votes, Bischoff just gave Randy Orton a steel chair. I will show DX what controversy is all about. Option B, Jonathan Coachman. I am begging, give me a chance to show DX that Jonathan Coachman is no joke. And option C, Vince McMahon. We are saying that if elected, I would show DX the very same dignity. Mr. McMahon's head literally up the big show's ass. In class, the McMahon's just got a manure bath. As well as respect. Oh my God! Which they have shown me. Edge and Orton, it really doesn't matter who you bring or how many you bring. Edge and I are gonna kill the legend of DX. You bring it. They're gonna suffer the most embarrassing beating of their lives. I'll bring it bigger. And if you're not down with that, we have got two words for ya. It's over. Randy. You've done nothing since Triple H betrayed you two years ago. Love that. The segment where they form on the cutting edge on Raw, Edge literally just brings Randy out and is like, listen, dude, 
your career's been shit for the last two years. You've done fuck all. And it's all Triple H's fault, so team with me. Like. Oh, and Shawn Michaels apparently cost Edge everything somehow. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere along the way. He kicked Trevor Murdoch, who fell into a cage that closed a door on Edge that then sent him into John's. It's like the fourth domino down the line. Yeah. Like, come on here. Edge had money on Survivor Series 97. And just... <laughs> <laughs> he was a Brett kid, in fairness. I love the fact that these two guys are like, this company needs us to take it by the throat. We need to get rid of those dinosaurs, mm-hmm. DX. We need to fuck shit up. Take no prisoners. Yep. Week one. Week one. They dress up as them. Literally, the roar after they formed opens with the DX music and they come out, big prosthetic nose, doing comedy spots. I've got a big nose. <laughs> oh, my back. I'm Shawn Michaels. I have a bad back. I've got a bad big nose. This is the first thing they yeah. do as a vicious heel unit. The one thing I do like about it, though, is that it's the closest we get this side of 2010 of crazy Randy. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's running around dressed as Shawn Michaels and Chaps going, Wah! That tongue is popping out, baby. We have three choices of referee tonight. One of them has a book that's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I think that this one, if there is one, that was fixed. I would agree with you, Billy. Perhaps here. I mean, I understand from a story and business perspective why Bischoff wins. The person who I kind of wanted to be the... I wanted Coach. Why? Because Coach is shit. Yes. And he's shit at everything he does. And if I can get any sort of enjoyment out of a pay-per-view by someone doing their job badly... Ah, okay, I'll, I like I'll, that. I'll take Coach. And Coach would be the only one who'd be taking bumps. That's it. Yes. Training as he was at the time with Chris Benoit. But he has been taking bumps. We saw Coach get his ass kicked by John Cena in a match on Raw. Like, there's no novelty to the idea of, like, what if Coach gets hit or, like, falls over? I think that's what they did. They they basically burnt you out on Coach and Vince. And Vince. So you had to by choice. And they even had that segment earlier tonight where Triple H was like, look... We don't like working with those two guys. We want to work with Bischoff. Please, Something new, Please baby. work for him. Another thing I should probably point out, I don't like to give much airtime to ridiculous speculation from teenage boys at the time, but a lot of folks were really convinced that because Bischoff had come back, we had this new group with Edge and Randy Orton and Orkeo. Oh, no. And the fact that he mentioned it was a ripoff, people were like, this is the new NWO. It's going yep. to be Bischoff, Lita, Edge, and yep. Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could work. It could have worked. I would honestly be into that, yeah. Be better than the last fucking NWO that they did. Like, it could be any worse. So, DX in the middle of the show once again. Middle of the show. And we are lining ourselves up here for a tag match that precedes Randy taking on Triple H three weeks in a row. Yep. A lot of that. JR tells us that Charles Manson, who was a native of Cincinnati, would be a better referee than any of the choices Jesus here tonight. Jesus Christ, Jim. One, two... <laughs> Who won the match? Nobody. <laughs> That's great. That, that could be your Captain Beefheart it could. Like, <laughs> I'm to the point now where I don't know if it was Manson or Beefheart who did that. That was like, Manson, you know. don't worry. And Manson's got a pretty killer album under his belt as well, like, you know. Can we talk about the package we get here when they show? I actually quite enjoyed this. Good package. package. It was good. It was good package. Special mention to the bit where they replayed the Hell in a Cell. Vince getting his ass shoved in Big Show. Mm. So Vince getting his face shoved in Big Show's ass. We get a special Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> well sound effect as it goes in. It's so funny because you remember on Unforgiven when that match happened, it was like 
folks, trainers, EMTs, referees, down. devastation, devastation. Shane then, McMahon is dead. <laughs> on Raw, when they recapped it, it was like, yeah, like stupid, goofy, oh, Shane McMahon, he won't be walking the same way. He's got a silly walk now that he's been paralyzed in the hell of the cell. Oh, good Lord Almighty, Triple H, middle of the show. Begging this audience to chant for them, please. Oh, for fuck's sake, like Hogan on his worst day uh-huh. wouldn't be this like panhandling yeah. for cheers. Fucking Jeb Bush in it, like. Oh my god! Man. They do the bit where they point to one side of the crowd, <laughs> then they point to the other side. But this just like like you say, even Hogan would not drag it out for this long. Where they're genuinely like. You can do better than that, please. And Sean starts arguing with the cameraman at one point. Did you see that? Yep. What was that about? I swear. Not I, a clue. I rewound it a million times. I swore he was like complaining about the cameraman not getting enough shots of him and then complaining when he was in the shot. And he turned and he's literally like, Triple H's like, are you ready? And Sean's like, are you going to get any shots of me or what? I think it was going to be funny. The new Shawn Michaels, folks. Yeah. He has different arguments with cameramen now than the ones he had previously. The millions watching at home. 228,000 paid Dubai. And the 6,000 in the attendance. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Get on with this! Please. Oh. Maria doesn't know what variables are. Aww. Todd is like, there are so many variables. And she's like, Todd, I don't even know what that is. Give me the results of the vote already. I, I love as well as she says, he asks her, who would you vote for? And she says, Vince McMahon. I don't know why, because if I don't, I'll be fat. <laughs> I love Maria so much. She's great. Maria is great. She's doing a fabulous job. Todd is seething at that. Yes. I'm just saying, like, imagine if Maria unveiled things. <laughs> it's now time for the <laughs> Easy. She even sounds kind of like Todd when he's happy. All choices get varying degrees of enthusiasm for their booze. Mm. Uh. 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 <laughs> Bischoff with the landslides. Can't help but be delighted with himself. Yeah, 60%. That's a big landslide. Well, King, controversy may create cash, but it has also created... A referee. I was just so happy to hear his music again. Yeah, same. You know? It's a great song. It's so fucking good. Edge has got a beanie cap with a peak on it. Yeah. It's 2006. Big time. Ma'am. <laughs> Did you see the big sign that was all over the hard cam when we started off here tonight? Mm-hmm. PS3 line starts here. Oh, baby. Oh, I'm sorry, Adam. Are you going to wait to play Killzone? I don't think so. This is launch time for PS3. <laughs> Back me up here, Billy. Yeah, Come no, on. You're, you're Mr. Sony it, over it, here. It was. And then you had Lair. Was it called oh, Lair? Oh, who could forget the, Lair? The, the fucking six-axis dragon no, one. Lair got d- uh, delayed for ages. Oh, did it not? That was that. supposed to be a light. Uh, we got Knack, though, right? No, no. Knack was PS4. Shit. Yeah, it was, uh, Shit, the sword fighting game lady with red hair, Heaven's Edge. Oh, Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword. Starring Andy Serkis and a, and a cat girl who refers to a a, 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 a crossbow as a twing twang. If I Only on correctly. PS3, baby. <laughs> and just when you thought there wasn't going to be an opportunity for you at home to complain about video game things <laughs> we talked about in this episode, 
Eric's pretty much just walking around in this one to start. Yeah, because they, show, they showed us in the package that he had, like, screwed DX. Yeah, he yes. had very much screwed them. Like, he gave and, a chair to Randy and Randy waffled And then them. he's just being a regular ref. Very normal. For this. Dare I say, he's actually been good at his job. Yes. And I wrote down here, I'm excited for DX for the first time this season to face actual wrestlers in a yes. match. Yes. And just as I said that, Edge's pants were pulled and down. And then he gets That's chopped. It. He gets bum chopped. You forget this is a house show we're watching here. But yeah, Eric's got normal counts, you know, and uh, JR and King are like, Perhaps our fans, who have chosen very wisely throughout the night, knew Eric Bischoff would be unbiased, hence why they voted for him. <sighs> Sorry, I'll start over again. <laughs> Perhaps the fans... <laughs> Hot break to the heart tank kid who clears house and then is crotch posted. And yes, it is a house show main event in the middle of the match. Mm-hmm. So he will be getting... Multiple hot tags. Yay! Tri- Triple H has a pop at Bischoff for not seeing it. And Bischoff sincerely yells, I'm doing the best I can! Oh, I love that. That's so good. Because he, he gets a proper sweat on his brow. And he's yeah. like, I'm trying! And yeah. like, I'm watching going, he is actually in fairness. I love that. In the weeks leading up to this, Eric has constantly been like, oh, if you want controversy at Cyber Sunday, maybe you could vote for me. And now he's here just like, I'm trying to be Come a on, back in the one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, even with the you know the intensity set to two, and we're on Babytown frolics mode, Randy Orton and Shawn Michaels are the types of guys where they can't help but just be amazing when they're in the ring together. Yeah. It's a very simple beatdown. Randy's just throwing Shawn to the mat, giving him knee drops, giving him elbows, and the fucking snap and the intensity, the frequency, the look in Orton's eyes where he's getting all fucking jazzed up. This is great stuff from him. Randy's just so yeah, good. Yeah, Randy's always been and great. There's a lad who, as a kid, I'm like, because like my brother was like, I'm not watching us anymore. I don't yeah. like the Randy Orton. And I'm like, yeah, okay. He's the new era of guys we don't like. And I spent a long time having to be in my bonnet about him. He was always fucking killer from he the was. get-go. And here he is. He is really like recognizing that it's obviously a softer style you're going to do in these matches. But in terms of opportunity... A hell of a lot better wrestling Shawn Michaels than Carlito for your bank account. Yeah. And this bit is enough to wet the whistle and make you think like, well, maybe on a real show, yeah. this yeah. could be a good match. But Brandy's got this way of, whether it's be him giving a move or taking a move, making something simple look fucking killer. Yes. yes. That, that is, that's, that's the thing that can be very much lost, you know, in, in modern wrestling and in wrestling at this point in time as well, where like, I am very much of the opinion that you can impress me with a simple thing it's just like food like mm-hmm. you something really simple done really well it's just as exciting for me and I'll pop for just a regular ass killer pile driver yep. or a really good DDT yep. or a killer a elbow kick. heck a good punch if you got a good punch I'd watch that for a whole fucking yeah. match mm-hmm. honestly it's all about how you contain the momentum Edge tries to hold Shawn Michaels at bay and as revenge Shawn Michaels tries to actually get tugged by mistake and his bum comes out, but no one can talk about that because that is not in line with the brand guidelines of Cyber <laughs> Sunday. So Shawn Michaels literally has his arse out. And even though it is objectively funnier than a man in his late 40s who is a born-again Christian has his bum on display on pay-per-view, we're not allowed to mention it. Mm. Supposed controversy creating very little <laughs> in the way of cash. Shawn's back is at him and his dick is at him as well. These two things are holding him back. And we get a spear attempt, but Eric Bischoff eats a spear. 
there will be no cash on that controversy. What's what that are mean? you talking about? I don't know. I thought, what if you might know? <laughs> I tell you what, though, more power to Easy E. He sells that spirit yeah, for the does. rest of the match. I'm genuinely impressed. He's out of action. We get a hot trip to Tagle H. Cleans everyone's clock. Sean does a big dive outside, but Triple H turns right into the RKO. Chad Patton, another referee, comes out. We get a kick out. Randy gets a sweet chin music. And Bischoff, before the pin is called, he pulls out Chad Patton. He's sweating profusely. His organs look like they're trying to escape his body. <laughs> but he's like, no, I'm the referee. So I'm, you know, it's not being controversial. Mm-hmm. This is my job. He gives a chair into the ring, smashes Shawn Michaels in the head, or KO onto the chair to Triple H. Edge and Randy pick up a win in what I believe by default is the best DX match this season. Definitely, yes. Yes. Mm. But it's not mm. good. Either. It's basic. Mm. I feel like at least them versus Vince and Shane had like silliness, fun, yeah. stories and stuff. This, yeah, in the bum. Without looking at the cards ahead, this one screamed to me, you're going to get this a lot. Yes. Mm. You're going to get this every fucking Raw. Uh-huh. Every fucking pay-per-view is going to have some permutation on this. There's going to be a load of this until Triple H's leg gets pulled off his fucking body. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought that, you know... It was a much-needed win for the new team of, yes. of Edge and Randy. Absolutely. You know? Did they have much in the way of chemistry? Did they feel like a unit to you? Not yet. If I recall, they definitely get there. Like, I'm yeah. assuming they do. They're, they're both heel team. so talented like as individuals. I expect that eventually they'll find their footing as a pairing. It seems really interesting because when Edge came back, the first thing they did was like, Edge is coming back and I know what you're all thinking. Rated RKO, man, where do they stand? You know, one of the legendary teams of all time. They built a whole few, you know, Edge and Randy. I'm like, yep. is that really a thing? It's over by, like, January, I think. Oh, that fast? I mean, Triple H is getting injured, and then, like, I they don't know. They can carry on doing their thing, though, right? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I know Sean's heading to the main event of WrestleMania, and these lads are absolutely not in the main event of WrestleMania. No, no. Which I don't think is the plan as it stands right here. But I thought... All right, job done across the board. Yeah. It's been the best match so far tonight. Yeah. Yes. For an opening match in this feud, it was okay. And I thought it was very cool because Eric was walking up with the two guys. He like held up their arms and it was like, oh, my, my tummy is still sore. And Edge and Randy at the same time did really long spits. Like at the same uh, at the same time, like either side of Eric Bischoff, so it was like in stereo. Maybe that can be part him. of that gimmick. It's really cool. And JR says <laughs> Eric Bischoff was the X Factor here tonight. Yeah. Dealing with the X Factor. Yeah, yeah, how about that? And there was no Albert. And there was no Just Incredible either, was there? No Simon Cowell. No, none of them were there. And uh, JR also says randomly, never ever wager on sports entertainment. Yeah. We've come a long way on pay per view, haven't we? A like? long, long way. Please, please constantly wager on never, sports ever entertainment. Never stop wagering. I can't believe some of these idiots are wagering on sports entertainment while not lightly buzzed on Max Hard Lemonade. It's just quite <laughs> frankly sad. Backstage, they're delighted they've won. <laughs> yeah, immediately yeah. there they are again. Happy. Leah comes up and she's like, guys, that was awesome. I'm going to go win the women's title now. I can't wait to go to the party with you guys later. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it was more like, yeah, that would awesome, man. I'm going to go win the women's title. I can't wait to go to the party with you later, boy. Amazing telephone. <laughs> <laughs> and then Randy's like, Edge, I think that you and I should dump Lita and go to the party ourselves. And Edge, for what I think is like the fifth time this season, is like, 
yeah, fuck Lita. And he yeah. just walks. Mm. He left Lita to the wolves with Mick Foley mm-hmm. twice. He did it with John Cena like three times. And not just John Cena. They did a bit where like, they literally like, are you doing this, Edge? And Edge is like, oh no, I am. I'm betraying Lita. I've left her. That's it. She's done. And nothing ever happens from it. There was a match on Raw, Billy. They advertised all night. John Cena versus Lita. J.R.'s like, and this is going to be hot, folks. It's going to be a hot match. Hot. And then they announce it's going to be no holds barred. So it's like, well, obviously Edge is just going to wrestle on Lita's behalf. Finally get to the match, built it up loads. John Cena gives Lita an F.U. while Edge is on the outside like, no. <laughs> and then he pins a one, two, three, and Edge is like, no. She was meant to win. I just felt like... It said a lot about Lita's standing in the company where they constantly did that and there wasn't even a tease or a whiff of maybe Lita will get... No. 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 no, no. no she's a Jezebel. Don't forget yeah. it. We will... Even Edge and Randy Orton don't like her. And remember, we are like a month away from Lita leaving as well. Yeah. Remember the reverence that Trish got last month? <laughs> We've got what, one more pay-per-view with it? Next pay-per-view, yeah, baby. Yeah, that'll be it. That's it. So, Todd interviews them as they leave. They just... I think this is the first time they actually refer to themselves as Rated RKO. I think They've said that phrase before, but this is the first time where they're like, we're Rated RKO. The Divas are here. And everyone comes out to Ashley Mazzaro's theme. Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> There's a lot of women. A lot. Yeah, it also made me go, well, this is 100% going to be the... Diva Lumberjack then yeah, because why are they all coming out? They all come out on a <laughs> submission so, match one yeah, so we, we, we get back in. For them to all go away. <laughs> they all walk out in a long procession mm-hmm. and it's kind of awkward and there is no real crowd reaction and then J.R. just goes Beautiful women. Jesus, Jim. It's Nikki James versus Lita in the final of the tournament for the women's championship that was vacated by Trish Stratus my favourite type of tournament, the one where there are no brackets in the first week because we don't know who's in it, how many matches, nope. and how long it's going to go on for. Making it up as we go along. At one point, Billy, they had a special like multi-woman match for like the losers as their last chance to get back in. Bra and panties gauntlet match, baby. Fuck's for sake. the prestigious women's title. In fairness, Victoria had lost a lingerie match to earn her spot in the Fatal 4-Way Bra and Panties match. Yep. And I think that's what Trish wanted when she put mm. that belt up and she was leaving. You Most know? definitely. I feel less like Trish was retiring and more likely escaping yeah, from the literally running away. Maria, fucking kayfabe, shoot from the hip. I'm disappointed that I'm not in the match, but I'm sure it'll be very awesome. Aww. <laughs> and Todd's like, oh, I'm glad you're not in that match. Were- <laughs> Actually, I wish you are in that match. I wouldn't have to introduce it with you. So, all these women are going to be in the Diva Lumberjack match. Not Lumberjill match, as J.R. coins early on. Mm. Or Lumber Diva. Or, <laughs> as later on, he calls them Lumber Women. Lump- we get Diva Jacks at one point as well. <laughs> Sounds like a toy. I think I would have liked to have seen a no DQ match or a submission match. No, no DQ, DQ I would have been happy with. But a submission yeah. match would have been funny to see. I How think often- a no DQ match when you had all the women, like all the face and heels do a big kind of crazy multi-person brawl. That could have worked, probably. Absolutely. You know? How often do you get to see two women fight no DQ at this point? Yeah. How, have we ever seen two women in a submission match? Like, throw point? in a street fight stipulation. Like, let's fucking... Yeah. Should we fucking had a Lumberjill match like the week before on we Raw? We did. We've already done this. Up. It's yeah. already been done. So, yeah. The faces at ringside all chant for Mickey, which I thought was a, a neat idea. 
Yeah, it's you cool. Know, giving us some support. They're all banging on the ring apron. There is like 30 of them, so... Mickey's belt looks like it's made of a string of dead squirrels. <laughs> oh, really? She's like... She's turned into Sarah Logan. It's <laughs> <laughs> well about like... I think that they're not used to like what you're meant to do in this situation. Because Leah, the heel, who's meant to be like, you know... She's a veteran, but she also looks down at all the other women mm-hmm. as well. Like They've made that like very much clear as part of her character... She gets pulled out of the ring by the faces in the corner, like Candace and Tori pull her out. And the referee comes over and goes, Hey ladies, come on now, back it up, get her back in the ring. And they go, Oh, okay, they just put her back in the ring. They literally don't know what they're meant to do. Well, folks, you know who's watching this match? The fabulous Moolah. She's watching that at home at One Moolah Drive. Do you know what that is? No. That's the address of the compound. Oh, fuck me. You know, the one from Dark Side of the Ring. That's where it all happened. The one narrated by Chris Jericho is like, ooh, nasty business, that. Imagine being on Dark Side of the Ring. It'll never happen to me. Never. JR and King chat the following before talking about any wrestling. Low-cut dresses. Mm-hmm. Cleavage. The fact that women always show off their body parts, but then get angry at you for looking at them. What the hell's it like, yeah. man? I hate being a man. They literally say that. Mickey gets worked over for pretty much the whole match. We get more chat about Trish and how much we miss her. How much we'd rather she was wrestling. (laughs) What I will say here, though, in this match, it does feel like, up until this point, the only people who have actually tried to be entertaining are the women. Yeah, no, they're putting on a bit of something. Mickey and Lita and then all the, the Lumberjacks are actually fucking trying. They're trying. Which we have not been able to say about their male counterparts. You know, I, I would add the tag division into that as well. These were two divisions where it's like, look, we're all here. Yes. Every single one of us. Give us a go. So they're all, it's a team effort here, which I think is, you know, pretty admirable in some senses because I'll tell you one person who's got the big boo-boo face on her out in the ringside is Melina, yep. who is not happy to be one of 30 women here. Uh-uh. She's not even screaming for her attention or anything. She just stood there with her arms no, folded. I, I think she would rather you didn't notice that yeah. she was there to be honest I think she'd rather not be there at all but to your point Billy I agree like that they are trying like there's some fucking mat wrestling going on here submission mm. holds grappling yeah, it's, it's, it's kind not of great. vestiges of that submission match that was planned yes. because there is cross arm breakers and rear naked chokes which I don't think would have been in the match had that not been an option it's not amazing in ring work but it's still cool to see it actually happening at this point oh Jesus Christ my heart was in my mouth though when Mickey went for that hurricane ran to the outside oh. Lita nearly lands on her head and then Mickey comes tumbling down mm. nearly on her head as well I think that was the first time I ever thought two people were going to have their necks broken in one move and quick to overcome the fucking near tragedy all the women just get into a huge brawl to kind of make everyone forget about it yeah and i'm like okay here we go crowd reacts a little bit and jerry just goes i better go and stand up and help him jr oh wait no i can't stand up right now oh no 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 adam no no it's because of his erection though yeah no <laughs> it had gotten hard just what it was <laughs> He couldn't get up and help. Imagine that. Jerry Lawler. And there's a, like 30 women fighting. And this old man with a hard dick going. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Christ. And Jerry's just like. Lumber divas. Lumber ladies. Please end the match. Mickey go home. Go home. Mickey tries the spin in DDT. She wipes out. She slips on the ropes. Yeah. I think she's a bit shook from the near miss. And JR. True to form. What the hell was that? All right. Lita tries to pin with the ropes. She's stopped by the ladies on the outside. Victoria gets up on the ring apron, causes a distraction. 
She takes probably the bump of the, the match where she gets knocked yeah. off the apron, mm-hmm. does the big pratfall. Victoria always very good at doing that big fucking plunge. Like. Yeah. And yes, the DDT from Lita. A nice, sick DDT from Lita. And that's the victory there. Um, Yeah, kind of a lot of near misses. Very hairy. Mm. This division is not in safe hands as it stands right now. Because no. I think Mickey's a good choice for the heir apparent. Mm. But she needs like... This is the time where you needed a Molly, an Ivory, a Jazz. Mm-hmm. You know, Victoria is there, but you've gotten rid of a lot of the kind of... Wrestlers. The wrestlers yes. who were there. To, like, the only reason Trish was able to get to the level where she was, she had three years of, like, much more Working experienced women helping her through there. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like Mickey... Like, who's Mickey feuding with if uh, if Lee is retiring next month? Well, that's it. Who are we left with then? Victoria? Yeah. Melina? Yeah, Tori. I think Melina's over and she's like ambitious and she's got charisma, but I think she's in the same level of Mickey as like unproven, untested, hasn't got that mm. level of experience. Yeah. It was not a great night for the women, I don't think. But no. small step of progress. They tried and, and, and the, the men, for the most part, have not tried yeah. tonight. And honestly... We weren't voting for what they were wearing. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, little for, by little. For a, a Cyber Sunday women's match, I was really just delighted that it was a wrestling like, match. What, vi- what viscous liquid are we wrestling in? Exactly. Yeah. Vote for your favourite ooze now. <laughs> WB.slime is waiting for your votes. <laughs> Backstage, the Spirit Squad meet up. Don't worry about our long slow motion breakup angle, guys. We've got new shirts that say the word squad on them. Oh yeah, it's definitely time for new merch. Yeah. Not gonna lie, would like one of those. It's a nice looking shirt. Mm. A nice font. Did you know that the Spirit Squad did actually have action figures made of them? Oh really? Yeah, I was. I've been very obsessed with this recently, finding out who has figures. Mm-hmm. Coach has many figures. Of course. Spirit Squad has many figures of not all of them though Aww. and it's funny because I was on Depop and someone said hey yeah we got the complete spirit squad and there were five guys I was like oh awesome and they zoomed in there's two Kennys yeah. two, two Mikeys sorry Mitch you didn't make the cut Mitch <laughs> not Mitch <laughs> Kenny and Johnny are face to face Johnny with the smug look of a man who thinks he's going to be the Randy Orton of the group and break off. off here comes Johnny hey nothing, nothing you, you can, can say. say I can do karate <laughs> But Kenny is pissed off that all the Spirit Squad all lost against Ric Flair mm-hmm. five weeks in a row. Rick mm-hmm. against Randos and the Spirit Squad. Yeah, we've been getting Flair versus the Spirit Squad week after week. And we've had a good couple weeks of Kenny being like, I'm fucking sick of this. I hate you. I'm turning on the Spirit Squad. I'm a heel and I'm leaving this group next week. I'm still with this group and I fucking hate them. Poor Mikey. He looks like he's aged 20 years in four weeks. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's that man? Yeah. So Kenny says it's going to be him and Mikey because Mikey's the biggest loser. Are the most the most precipitous fall of the spirit squads. So okay, this whole group's about Kenny. Don't forget. Yes, twenty years young. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. And he'll be going to OVW very shortly. Uh, Not that shortly. Uh, oh. Keep watching them raws, Adam. Mm. Take your medicine. Mm. <laughs> spirit squads defending their championship against Ric Flair. And one of three legends. That's right. You can choose between Sergeant Slaughter, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, or the Maniac. Oh, this is full Maniac Roddy here. I'm going to go get greased up. Oh. You know, there's two types of Roddy. There's Roddy, and then there's, you know, you brought me out here. and uh, <laughs> I never won a world title, you know. 
Mm. I ain't never. They had they had a bit on Raw where they're like, "Hey, everyone, talk about why you should, you know, you know, be the Rick's partner." And Sergeant Slaughter's like, "Tan Hunt, Slime, Puke, Squads, pick me." And then Dusty Rhodes was like, "Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, such a long tangled tapestry of a story." And they're turning the lights on and off for Dusty. <laughs> Ric Flair, sixth time the world champion. That's right, six, 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 six times, four separate times. He says it so many <laughs> and times. And Ric's like, "I love your dream." But you are off by a margin of 20 at least. <laughs> and then Roddy's just like, I never won no world title. I hope never, for me. Hope for me. Because I ain't never got a belt in my life. Ric Flair, though, was clearly loving this game. Oh, yeah. He was fucking buzzing that he got to tag I was like, honestly, I was excited with all these guys. Yeah, same. He's been beaming through all these segments, yeah. and this has been the nice little bits of joy throughout the shows. Yes, you know, Hacksaw, unfortunately, has been, uh, you know, been relegated to being an actual guy, not a legend, so he's going to be part of this. Well, we're not going to see Hacksaw and Eugene tonight. We had a little moment backstage where uh, Eugene beat up Hacksaw, Billy. Eugene was scared of Umaga. So Hacksaw was like, you can't be scared, Eugene. You gotta, you gotta unleash the beast inside you. So he went, Aah! and he beat up Hacksaw. <laughs> scary, Eugene. And I will never forgive you, Billy, for making me care and love that pairing. Yeah. Because now it makes me yeah. really sad. Fuck yeah. you for getting us emotionally invested. All covered in green paint. <laughs> Frick, dude, his promos to hype this up, though. He was like, me and Piper, we shut down every bar in Portland. We've run up and down the roads together. A lot of the pretty ladies, a lot of the girls. I killed someone Roddy Piper on. <laughs> and even he doesn't know where all the bodies are buried. Woo! And Dusty Rhodes, the greatest wrestler alive today. Rambling Ricky Rhodes, I'm his cousin. Woo! Vote for Dusty Rhodes. Me and Sergeant Slaughter serve in Vietnam. In Vietnam, <laughs> we served in Vietnam, and, and Sarge's like, "That's a, that's a truth. <laughs> that that definitely <laughs> happened." Oh boy, Roddy, he's got to go get greased up. He's yeah. won the vote with another yeah. semi landslide. I would have liked it to have been Dusty. Me, Me too. too. Dusty yeah. also got the biggest pop from yeah. the live yes. crowd. Dusty and Rick felt like that was. We haven't had Dusty. You know, and Rick ever team up? No, and they they have probably the most history together. Mm. That's your wrestling nerd's choice. Yeah, I would yeah. say Roddy but, is the nostalgic fan. Yeah, choice. I, everyone loves Roddy, but this is <laughs> no one loves Slaughter. No one loves Slaughter. <laughs> um, oh, but this is sad, unwell Roddy. Yeah. Okay, this is a complex situation here now because every time fight they pick someone, they'll play their music. They walk from the backstage area out to the ring. When they play Roddy's music, Roddy is genuinely surprised that he gets picked. And the walk from the backstage area out into the arena, I got such fucking goosebumps. Because Roddy doesn't look great. He looks like he's no. in a you know, in a less good way. There's a reason for that. Roddy finds out shortly after this he's got lymphoma. Damn. And actually the fact that Roddy gets picked here and gets to go on the European tour afterwards and he starts feeling unwell and then he gets checked out by the doctors he gets a caught super early and he mm. credits that as one of the only reasons he was actually able to fight the disease and get healthy mm. as quickly if as he did. If he was did. just sat at home, he probably wouldn't have got a physical got or whatever. Physical. But the music playing and Roddy doing that long, slow mm. walk and he goes through surprise to nervous to then that little bit of excitement to then he just, you know when Roddy just kind of 
apparates onto the fucking stage and yeah. just slowly walks out and the crowd roar and all of a sudden he's fucking ah! mm-hmm. man I'm getting goosebumps now talking about there's something about seeing an old fucking war horse that's it clop out for one last go that you know that he knows he hasn't got it in him and Rick's like it's just like when we were in our 30s and it's it ain't but fucking Rick is jazzed and the fact that he's not in great shape adds to that in my opinion yeah. like it makes him look like even more of an old legend yeah. and he doesn't wrestle in no fucking vest or t-shirt no, he's or in his pants like, he's in his old gear it's the maniac like, it is I think that you could have made this dramatic in the presentation you talk about how this isn't like you know legends never die and all that but legends don't wrestle every week that's an easy out fuck me but king and jr can't wait to make fun of roddy yep. they are so like they're tittering when mm. he comes into the ring they just can't get their heads around the idea that they the two old lads maybe should not be having a pop at the other old lad but then again this is from a podcast where we've had similar issues in well, the past yeah. i guess you make fun of the thing but, like, that you're self-conscious about. They, they would have done it like... Would they have done it for everyone? Because no, Dusty's no. a big guy. Sarge has got a big pop It's Vince in the ears. I think the thing is that they're bitter about the fact that Roddy's won. On Pritchard's podcast, he talked about apparently this was locked in to be Dusty. Yeah, everyone expected assumed, it to be yeah. Dusty. The votes were saying Dusty. And then all of a sudden it flopped. And it became right. Roddy instead. JR is clearly bitter as fuck. There's a point where he's like, You know, I thought the fans would have picked Dusty. Because... Because of the history, and we've never we've I mean, never seen them tag, and I, I guess we won't now. I, I, I understand from the sense that Roddy's always been like a bit erratic, yeah, and mm. they know now we're gonna have to fucking put a belt on him. Mm. We can't, he can't exactly be tamed. What what Roddy are we gonna get now that he's yeah. gonna be given some sort, somewhat of a semi permanent position in the company? for however long it is until they drop the belts. Look, or... this this is what you get if you want to indulge nostalgia and have legends and yeah. advertise them. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't fucking... You can't advertise If you were thinking this. about that, you shouldn't have invited yeah, Roddy you should, in case. You, you put hacks on there, no one would have blinked twice. That's like, true. You That's know. very And true. it's not like you put out the Iron Sheik there. Roddy, he's fucking mobile. And yeah. I will say, when Roddy gets in the ring, mm-hmm. I wrote down here, Mikey versus Roddy for the battle of the soul of season five of the Azure. <laughs> what a random pairing. Right. And Roddy does way more than I thought he yeah. would. You know, he does more than any reasonable person would expect. Mm-hmm. Even though the announcers are on him constantly, Roddy sells. He actually gets a few spots in. You know, <laughs> I think the funniest thing about this from JR is he points out that Ric Flair's wrestling boots are in fact older than Kenny. Wow. Wild. In comes Rick and him and Roddy. They've got all the moves from SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Double team 001. Yeah. Double team 002. They do a double suplex. And Rick literally grabbed Roddy. Like, come on, Roddy. Come on. We could do it. We could do it. Like, he's really desperate to make it come off well. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of sweet that they were, you know, there's a lot of legends where if they're putting with another legend, they would have been rolling their eyes at each other and being passive aggressive. Yeah. There Legend is more. Yeah, yeah, I know. This was better vibes than Legends yeah. House, this is I think. Surprisingly yeah. wholesome. Figure four to Mikey. Kenny drops that insane guillotine leg drop on Rick. Rick just gets the figure four in again, yeah. and then Mikey taps <laughs> out. I'm doing it anyway. Legends never die, and they in fact win the tag team championships. And we get a big brawl with all the legends who are at ringside. Dusty comes in, Sarge comes in, everyone gets their shit in. Piper looks fucking thrilled i yes, think it's the happiest i've ever seen uh, yeah. them then they all dance to dusty's theme 
because Dusty was supposed to be there. <laughs> yes. And then King asks if there's going to be a live sex celebration. Stop okay. ruining right. Ruining the moment. was literally incredible. Like, the emotions I felt. Great about, feel yeah. good moments. Before that line from Jerry... This was one of the most wholesome things I've seen in weeks on this show. And JL gets really pissed off with him. He's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? No, they <laughs> won't. They'll probably have some beers and tell some stories. But I never in a million years expected Spirit Squad to lose here. Like, yeah. they're, they're these annoying fuckers that keep winning. And, and you're not keep... like the guy, you're not the target demo for the, the, the Legends no. nostalgia no, twist. No, I'm, I'm not. But I did get, like like you say, they get on really well. They're both trying. They both seem really into it. There was something very wholesome and like... Yeah. Oh come on, lads! The moment when Mikey taps out and the, the, like, suddenly it's like, holy shit, they won! The Spirit Squad immediately run in and the Legends immediately run in. It's like Rocky when the match ends yeah. and everyone floods the ring. And I got that same flood of emotions of like, they did it! Like, Yo, Adrian! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's cool because Roddy has two belts. I think he actually won in WWE. He won the IC belt for like a cup of coffee back, mm-hmm. you know, for WrestleMania eight against Brett. He won it off the Mountie, and that's similar. Like Roddy holding up that belt, where it's like, I know I'm not meant to have these ever, but I did it. But I did it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something about Roddy winning a belt that's really like there's something I know something very heartwarming for me always in wrestling when someone's like. You at home know this isn't the plan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but here we are anyway, isn't it sweet? Anything can happen. So yeah, they hold on to them for a couple of weeks. Okay. They do go on the tour, but we don't, you know, we get, we don't get it on the Survivor Series, do they? It's a bit sort of been and gone by we then. We will have more Legends stuff at Survivor Ooh. Series, but by that point, Roddy, and I think like, you know, say what you will about, and I've done a lot of research and there's a lot of issues I have, and I'm still quite shocked about the nature of the supposedly amazing wellness policy that was in place at this point in time in WWE. But if it meant that Roddy Piper got a little bit more time and, Mm -hmm. you know, he was able to fight back against something that could have really knocked you for six. Like, you know, that age Mm -hmm. when you're broken down, the injuries that he had, you know, Roddy, don't need us to tell you, hadn't lived the healthiest lifestyle in the prime of his life. That could have been a lot worse situation. And, you know, that was a really emotional moment. I remember when I saw Roddy do his live Q&A. And he was like, I I credit the fans with me being alive and not in this weird abstract way. It's like, you voted for me. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be Dusty. Very literally. Literally, you were the reason I was able to to have a chance against that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's fucking cool. That's really wrestling, man. It is. And a feel-good moment here. Very feel-good. This is how you use legends, in my opinion. Like, they're not Mm. taking up any main event spots or anything it's nice middle of the show like this is how you use the spirit squad as well exactly you know? and the, the tag titles are fucking dog shit at the minute so yeah, who cares matter, yeah. make a nice little moment you're getting too excited so will there be a live sex celebration we need to bring it back down, <laughs> back down. we need to get back into the moment you're too happy about the moment <laughs> caption contest who will you vote to co-host the caption contest with me is it adam bibolo sergeant slaughter <laughs> Or WWE Hall of Famer, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Adam! It's Adam Bibolo with a landslide. Hey, Adam. Well, I thought the fans might have picked Dusty Rhodes because he's never worked with Kevin before, but I guess Adam's going to be here tonight instead. Look, I'm not going to lie. Dream podcast booking right there. 
me and Dusty Rhodes go through all the old Crockett shows <laughs> one by one. New we, Patreon content. <laughs> new Patreon content right there, you know? I'm sure if we get a bit of a seance going and my impression gets a bit of a, 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 a polishing, we could pull it off. We're going to get a seance going and you're going to work on your impression as well. Belt and braces. Belt and braces, exactly. Adam, I like Cyber Sunday because Cyber Sunday has got gratuitous moments for caption contests. We were spoiled for choice in the various lineups and rogues galleries on this unique premium live event offering. We had a lot of choices to go with here, but for the first time ever, we finally did it. The thing we've threatened to do before now, we've gone with an animated caption here, baby. And can I just say, I was shocked beyond belief at how effective this was at increasing engagement oh, tenfold. Yeah. yeah, big time. You, you see these owl lads all lined up in a still image. It's like the end of The Shining. Yeah. No one likes that. But if they're all dancing around, shooking and jiving, maybe we got a caption contest going. <laughs> and I'm very happy to say that there's a very special sponsor indeed for this here caption contest. Very rarely do I think that this caption contest is sponsored by something that you already know about and already really want to have in your ears. Adam, it's back after an unprecedented two years away. It's Raw is back. It's Raw. That's right. It's our Kitchen Nightmares podcast where myself, Kevin, and Joe from How To Wrestling go through various episodes of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares US and beyond. Yes, we are now officially going to be doing the UK ones as well. Whoa. So there'll be lots of both sides and what about ism in, in, in this future <laughs> episodes going forward. But if you want to hear us chat about some of our favorite things in the world, like reality TV, mm. bad reality TV editing, mm. awful food, Ooh. good food, and Gordon Ramsay and the restaurant experience, you've got everything in there from kitchen confessionals to stories about Gordon Ramsay and lots of interactivity from our fabulous fans and listeners who are always sending us in stories, anecdotes, etc. about the greater world of kitchen nightmares. And you get to find out what happens to these restaurants after they've closed down as well. Oh boy, Adam, I have a lot of fun making that show with you and Joe. It is so much fun. Like you say, it's a good chance to talk about Gordon Ramsay, who is an infinitely interesting and hilarious person. We get to talk about reality TV. We get to talk about food. It's a chance for us to like get lots of shit off our chest that we don't normally get to do in a wrestling context. And folks, if there's one thing that ought to get you to listen to this, it's that Joe Graham's entire motivation doing this podcast is she wants to find an episode of Kitchen Nightmares that will make her throw up on a recording. So if yep. that's not a reason to get invested, I don't know what is. Recent episode had me gag in the preparation and the recording. Not <laughs> full sick, but we're getting there. We're circling it. <laughs> So if you want to get your ears on our fabulous member of the Podcrabs family, just search It's Raw wherever you get your audio. Now, previously, back in the pandemic era, this was released on a separate Podcrabs channel, but mm -hmm. new feed, new episodes. So all the classic episodes have all been re-uploaded. They were missing for a little bit of a period of time. They're all back as well as a brand spanking new episode that coincides with the mostly unknown relaunch of Kitchen Nightmares US, much like an old-timey wrestler coming back after injury, Gordon Ramsay, who the doctors told him on WrestleMania Sunday <laughs> he literally had too many stomach ulcers to keep doing the job. He's back to finish his story. Literally, he said 10 years ago, I am done with Kitchen Nightmares, never again. And then suddenly the Saudi royal family get on the phone... <laughs> 
and they make him an offer that he cannot refuse. Suddenly, he's back out of retirement, baby. I, he was just pissed off the whole time, though, because he come in and he make the two brothers box each other. Then Sola Soko would just interfere in the end and the restaurant would go out of business anyway. <laughs> Ridiculous stuff. So, it's Raw Podcast, wherever you get your audio. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and on SoundCloud is where it's mainly hosted. And if you want to get interactive with us, it's Raw Podcast that is on Twitter. Or you can always send us a handy-dandy email about any Kitchen Nightmare stories that might be relevant to itsrawpod at gmail.com. We've got a big back catalogue, a stack of episodes already recorded, and we cannot wait to release them for you regularly in the best circumstances, which is non-pandemic circumstances (laughs) it's a lot more fun to record that in a room than in the absolute abomination of headphones and synced up laptops and (laughs) me and joe trying to share one microphone on a couch that we did back in 2022 well let's get into some of these here captions and don't forget you can sponsor the caption contest details of course at patreon.com forward slash ae podcast adam we do have a few entries from that very patreon page with our lovely backers who make this show 100 percent fan and listener supported and i've got some here on twitter and you've got some on the books of faces that's correct we are covering all bases here to get in this very special animated caption contest which is we should say the four legends dusty Rhodes, rick flair roddy piper and sergeant slaughter all boogieing is that the best way to describe these movements here they're getting funky once dusty Rhodes is there it's officially getting funky they're getting jiggy with it they would have been getting jiggy with it but dusty makes it getting funky instead (laughs) now i want to say if anyone has their heart broken because we didn't read out your iteration of cody finishes his story because that was if this was a cyber sunday vote and there was a caption to win that would have been the landslide obviously it would have made todd roll his eyes but i just thought i'd get that in early doors there's a lot of that very good job i love your cynicism starting things off here only for that's rusted wire witch over here on twitter and now the elders of the pack having gorged themselves on cocaine liquor and stolen valor attempt to attract a mate these displays can last anywhere from a few seconds to several segments much to the consternation of the younger wrestlers <laughs> jamie Irwin here on facebook the old rick flair he ain't what he used to be ain't what he used to be look there's a lot of variations on that but a lot of them made me laugh independently of each other so that might come back up again later on <laughs> Dad Bodzilla here on Twitter. My favorite Coen Brothers movie. No dignity for old men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Ouch. Luke Fletcher here. Oh, okay, so you can jig about like that, but you can't step forward with your left foot. <laughs> Is there something I'm missing here? You know, I can't step forward with my left foot anymore, Mr. Regal, because I don't have a left foot anymore. Oh, no. no, he does, he does. I'm only cotton there now. Uh, we got Natalie Kearns here over on the Patreon page. A team for all ages, brackets, ages 50 to 70. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Morris here on Patreon. That's my son up there. What, the blonde tan jackass? Uh, no, the valor-stealing guy. <laughs> James O'Hagan here. We used to be over, but then they changed what over was. 
Now we're not over anymore. What's over seems weird and scary. And it'll happen to you. <laughs> Mighty humidifier on the Patreon. What the Saudi king imagines the main event of Crown Jewel 2025 will be. <laughs> Spencer Kimball, the US remake of the Full Monty is looking a bit tragic. <laughs> There's a lot of Full Monty chat going yeah. on here. Yeah. Ned Bomb lives over on Twitter. Combat diary. I no longer fear death, for I know war. The things Dream and Nate saw would change any man, but I never expected them to lose their minds like this, dancing through their grief, I suppose. P.S. I also did lots of other heroic things as well. For fuck's sake. Tom White here. I said step, pause, turn, pause, pivot, step, step. Not step, pause, turn, pause, pivot, step, pause, you slime. <laughs> Rep here on Twitter. Dusty Rhodes starts to dance, waiting for the rest of his IRL Fortnite group to ready up. That's one for you, Adam. I like Fortnite. That's one of your favorite video games, so it is. <laughs> James Leach, also on Twitter. Paul Heyman would come to regret reviving his Beyond the Mat pep top for 2006. <laughs> this is the dance. <laughs> so fuck's sake. You don't gotta tell me twice, Paulie. Woo! <laughs> Angelo here. I'm amazed these guys managed to go a whole gif without blading. <laughs> you should have included two more frames, Adam. You'd be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Michael Haythorpe. And now this sub-capacity crowd, most of which who are sitting on their hands at the side of these four old men, busting a move in Ohio's <laughs> sixth most famous arena. You know what? Ever since, like, this is going way back. That's like Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. So it's like nearly a fucking decade old. Uh-huh. But I did the Too Cool episode recently for, for How To. And ju that, because of you talking about <laughs> that bit, that line gives me goosebumps. Even though, <laughs> if you go back and listen to it, JR is literally like, he's so done with the idea. He's like, well, we're going to have some dancing. He's like, he's so clearly pissed <laughs> off. And he still gets the goosebumps going. Amazing stuff. Andrew Hill, cruising the streets, looking for some action. My radio was blasting on my rock and roll station. For sake. We are the old patrol. No. <laughs> Carl Fletcher on Patreon. You put your left leg in, you take the Valor out. For fuck's sake. That's what stealing Valor is all about. <laughs> One here on Patreon. First of all, the name of this person, Backward Stink Face. That alone is worth wow. a mention. But they've written in here, I'm hurt, I'm old, and I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> Real simple one here from Gummy Davidson. <laughs> Perfect. No notes. The Grim Reaper here on Twitter this week on Legends House, Dusty takes the boys to Lancaster, Pennsylvania to indulge in the Amish pastime of churning butter. Hi, boys! <laughs> oh my god. Chrissy Havoc here. See if I can do this. <clears throat> Dusty celebrating Sergeant Slaughter's stolen valor. Flair is always blading Sergeant Slaughter. Fuck me, this is hard. <laughs> What's going on here? Dusty celebrating Sergeant Slaughter's stolen valor. Flair is always blading Sergeant Slaughter's stolen valor. Roddy's really crazy, Sergeant Slaughter. This is impossible. You can't do Macarena like that. It doesn't oh, that's, work. Oh, come on. First of all, there's only one of him, right? And he's hardly old enough to do it either. Come, come on. on. 
solid opinion. The drank too much spirit squats. <laughs> Colin Morris, this right here, Daddy, is what we call the muffler shuffle. <laughs> Uh, from Mick here, I think this uh, hits the nail on the head. This is how Ric Flair remembers the plane ride from hell and most of his <laughs> other career, to be fair. <laughs> Harmless fun! <laughs> Creep. JD Renaud. Well, it was King of the Ring 98 or 99 and <laughs> For fuck's sake. all the fans were screaming, Dusty finished his story. Piper started doing the spinneroonie and Flair, the so-called nature boy, dancing machine bony jabroni, he busts out the worm and started the Nitro Girls for real. And that's the story of how Sergeant Slaughter got all that extra valor, dude. <laughs> you know, when he was over there fighting in the uh, so-called Vietnam War, brother. Oh, folks, get, get a load of this. We've had this on Patreon with our Hogan book report. While I'm still here doing Hulk Hogan impressions, Kevin has moved into the realm of Terry Belayer impression. <laughs> I simply feel it's in better taste to do Terry Belayer impersonations <laughs> than Hulk Hogan ones. Folks, you ain't seen nothing yet. My wife has me in boot camp. I'm workshopping the Maven impersonation. Oh, yeah, I don't know if it's ready for public nah, approval nah, yet, nah, but nah, nah, I, nah. I've been getting some of... I had like, you know when Kevin gives you like a little spoon, he's like, taste this, let me know what you think. I had the equivalent of that, and folks, you're going to be impressed with this Maven. Folks, we're not shadow dropping this, all right? This ain't going to be no fucking cyber, <laughs> cyberpunk situation, all right? This is going to come out... <laughs> fucking shined up polished and the complete product it's going to be the balatro of wrestling impersonations look at this it's my new favorite game there you go nicholas tedesco who one of his captions was just playing all of heartbeat away from michael a <laughs> says that feeling you get when you're watching wrestling 2024 and you get to see banger matches every week from three or four different companies adding a little positivity to this caption hey, contest. Hey, you look at that? That's there just, yeah, huh? just a nice attitude. Thanks, nice attitude to have there. Thank you very much for bringing that in there. Very good. Let's see if I can taint that now. <laughs> Marissa McCool here. Alias, accent, tartan, valor. <laughs> By your pilfers combined, I am Captain Gimmick. <laughs> Ted Turner's going to cut that, I think. Well, that's uh, going to do it for the caption contest. Thanks, everyone, for all of your fabulous entries over on the Twitter at, at AEPodcast, Facebook.com slash Podcast, and, of course, our beautiful backers over at Patreon.com forward slash AEPodcast. Holy moly, there's a Hulk Hogan book report series ongoing there right now. Oh. If you enjoyed the little taste of the corporate ministry of sound, it'll freebie for you there. That was released previously exclusively on the Patreon page, but that is a giant ongoing series along with over a hundred some episodes of the SmackDown Crawl video episodes that Adam have made that are absolutely to freaking die for. You've got the Reading Ranch, you've got all sorts, minimum tuny pieces of content every month, and the whole goddamn back catalogue for a mere $5 a month. Oh. Adam, I think it's time that we uh, vote ourselves back into Cyber Sunday. I just found another dump of illegal ballots. Oh, okay. Back to it. But folks, don't forget, check out It's Raw wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you in the Cyber Zones. <laughs> King Booker wants to chat with John Cena. Oh, no. And I love this man. Someone's been reading the Hasselmania columns because he's like, did you know John Cena? That that rogue, the big show, might take one of our titles back to ECW. Yeah. Oh no, that extreme giant. That would rock the boat in a big way. From the Harley races to the <laughs> Ric Flairs, 
and they can all kiss my royal is the big show. <laughs> he wants a royal pact. He does. Yes. I fucking love King Booker. He's so I, good. I still want him to wrestle like a king. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm upset that he doesn't wrestle like a king. But King Booker as a gimmick is is great. It is. He is having a lot of fun with it. He is given more of a performance than anyone else is really in this main event situation. The bit that happened on Raw that made me laugh hysterically. It was so fucking dumb and stupid. But he meets Crime Time backstage. Mm. And they're like, oh my God, it's King Booker. He's like the king and all that. They hug him. They pat him down. He's like just thrilled that people like him and all that and he's you know so big headed and he's like yes many of the rogues and squires on monday night raw coachmen they want to come and pay homage to the king hey where the hell's my wallet and he, he, <laughs> he immediately drops, drops the voice and he's yeah. like oh f- no 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 he's absolutely just back to regular booker t same thing happens here he is proposed by john cena that he has a night with the queen Cena's basically saying, I'll do your bidding, I'll go along with your little scheme. I think I want to have sex with your wife. I have an indecent proposal. <laughs> he, he, um, he, he drops an Anchorman reference, because while Charmel's mm. kicking off, he does the, I want to be on you. You can only hear it quietly, oh. but he does say, I want to be on you. He's <laughs> like, this is disgusting. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. You can oh, shoot about the room. Yeah, yeah, okay. So cool. one night you wanted to? What was it you said? Just to bear in mind, this is the same literally calendar year in wrestling where earlier, uh, I think over the summer, Edge gave Big Show Alita to get out of a match. <sighs> and Big Show's like, I'm not literally not sure my heart can take it, but yeah, go oh, on. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> go on, sure. Well, like. He gets off the bed after and drops his knees after, like, <laughs> like after the Punjabi <laughs> prison. <laughs> that was the worst three seconds of my life. <laughs> For fuck's sake. So someone backstage or in the writers' room's clearly got a thing going on. Yeah, here. And, then, yeah. and then, you know, after the agreement, I mean, you know, seeing it goes. After Booker says, "Really, you'll do all this if you can have one night with Shawn Michaels?" No, of course not. You absolute fucking freak. What's the matter with you? Yeah, and I was very glad because we were very close to my mind to John Boo. Like, I'd rather cut my dick off and throw it in the Long Island Sound than have sex with you. Yeah. Instead, he's like, he comes out and he's like, "Just so you know, your husband was going to have none of my proposal." He, you know, he he actually saves face for Booker T, yeah. which is probably the most baby face thing. But, but, yeah. but then he says, "So it was hacksaw." Finley's word we can't say. Uh, he says all of the. He says a bunch of stuff to upset Charmel further. You won't have to have sex with the boogeyman now. Pretty much. And then Ron Simmons comes in. <laughs> damn, 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 damn. Yeah, Mr. Oh, damn, damn. Better known as Mr. Damn, damn. damn, damn. <laughs> well, because we had Booker here, the SmackDown representation. Ah, oh, of I course. Thought it might be time to do a little bit of a SmackDown recall. Who needs a paywall? We had No Mercy last month. Mm-hmm. I, just looking at the... I can spe- not speak for the quality of No Mercy 2006. I can't remember it. I have seen it, but I can't remember it. This was a near miss in terms of it could have been a boys pick as far on, as I'm concerned. On paper, it looks better than this pay-per-view. You got Regal and Benoit on there. Fatal uh, four-way main event, I think. Yes. Yeah. Regal so in order, Good Matt Hardy defeated Gregory Helms. Meh. Yeah. Could do with that. I, I like wrestling my friends. Literally. Major. <laughs> uh, Kendrick, <laughs> Kendrick and London defeated Casey James and Idol Stevens. The teacher's up name. Idol no. Stevens is Damien Sandow. They're, what? They're yeah. the teacher's pets. 
with uh, Michelle, Michelle McCool. She's yeah, she had the whole gimmick where she's like, I like to have sex with children because oh, yeah. I'm a... Yeah. <laughs> oh man, me too. I, mean, I can't remember who Casey James is, but Idol Stevens is Damien Sandow, isn't it? Yeah. 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 The MVP defeated Marty Garner. Again, who are you talking about? Marty <laughs> Garner is the guy that Triple H nearly paralysed with that pedigree. Oh, what that was was they were doing the gimmick of MVP debuting of being like he's the hottest signing in WWE history, and he was hyping up, and then his debut was at No Mercy, and they did the whole thing where like we'll ruin a match to get over his heel character. He brought in a jobber, right? And he just right with this jobber, and they were like, "This is ridiculous." And JBL's like, "Come on, Michael Cole, MVP, Harvey Martell, don't a ball game." <laughs> But it was Marty Garner, the, the guy I who see. Triple H really hurt. Okay. Um, Marty's business, you know. <laughs> pretty, pretty, it's good, you know. Uh, I say, Marty, if you paralyze me, I'd do the same for you. you know? There's anything wrong with that. Yeah, it's fine. Mr. Kennedy defeated The Undertaker by DQ. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Chavo in a Falls Count Anywhere match. For the right to claim Eddie Guerrero's soul, I'm assuming. Yeah. And if you don't pin him on Eddie's grave... <laughs> Pinfalls don't count. Uh, Chris <laughs> Benoit defeated William Regal by submission. That sounds that would have great. Been, Regal Benoit would have been good. Fuck that yeah. is the same pay per view as well where William Regal got in trouble because he slipped in mustard in his willy. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, no, you're mixing. You've done this literally before on the podcast. Then, you're Regal, combining segments. Regal turned to the camera. That's where he comes yeah. <laughs> And Tajiri was there. And, they had and then really, everybody clapped. They had to release a statement being like, uh, William Regal was portraying a flasher type character <laughs> where people of all ethnic derivations can enjoy. And then. Stop making me think about wrestlers' dicks, whether they're hard or covered in must. And then our main event was Booker defeating Bobby Lashley, Batista, and Finley in a fatal four way. Oh, that's a lot of meat. Uh, I think a lot of beef. There's a lot of stuff on that card that I was like. On yeah, paper, it's, it's too on, good for a boys' on, yeah. on, on paper, it's good. I can't speak for the quality. Could though, be all right. 2006. Sounds good. Better than Great American Bash. Easily. Easily, easily. Well, it's time for a champion of champions match. John Cena, the Marine, Booker T, and the Big Show. With over half an hour left on this card. Now. It's time for a long, generic intro package. But me, I fight for pride. This is my dream. Nobody can beat me. The winner of this match and new ECW champion, The Big Show. I am a giant. What power by The Big Show. The most dominant giant in WWE history. is world champion. It is the king's time. Long live the king! I'm king and ruler of the Smackdown King. All hail King Booker! The man, the god, I've won it all! I've had stitches in my head, my eye glued shut, and I'm black and blue all over. Cena's got that fighting heart. I never back down and I never quit. Yes! Cena! in a triple threat match. Booker T versus the Big Show versus John Cena to determine who will be the champion of champions. 
and you, the WWE fans, will vote for what championship will be on the line. First time ever, three champions in the ring battling for a title. I, King Bucka, will lead champion of champions. You're looking at the champion of champions. I'm going out there to war. It's every man for his damn self to see who becomes the champion of champions. When the bell rings out, this fight is up. Are you ready for me? What does it mean to be a champion? I tell you what, I did like the element of this where they were showing you how everyone won their title. How the rain started. When they won it. That That's was cool. very, very good. like it. Basically, they interfered in each other's matches for five weeks. Literally it. That's it. Week after week. The highlight of this entire build was a segment where it was like, Cena, you're in the Marine? Who gives a fuck? I was in the water, boy. One take. One take. Sandler said he hadn't worked with anyone as good since Scorsese. Well, I'll have you know that in 2000, I was in a most royal film. <laughs> Ready to rumble. And the booze. Yeah. <laughs> Even all this time later, it's still got heat. Like. Booker T in this package going, I will become champion of the world. And his eyes are like pointing in two <laughs> so different directions. Gosh. He's incredible. Fabulous, fabulous stuff indeed. Oh my god. This is the most important match in the history of the Tokyo <laughs> Come on! Oh man, I don't know how King Booker got in the ring and didn't fight that fan in the front row with his sign that said, Bogus King. Damn. <laughs> and Big Show growing in his retirement beard. He's, he's just, I, I think we've said it a million times whatever. It's just he's sad at this point Three referees out here for the three belts Like that I will say I think the only reason we didn't get is because Coachman was involved in the earlier vote But we should have had Heyman, Coachman and yes. Teddy Long out here mm. Behind each of the referees If you want it to be that a big would, deal yeah. Like yeah put it over John Cena, fan reaction Hmm you know, yeah, he's pretty it's, over tonight. It's, they're, 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 it's a pro scene crowd. It's a good crowd for him. On Raw, they have been working their asses off to be like, please, please cheer for John Cena. Folks. What happens is, is when you go back and you actually watch all of these shows and you realise that John was only booed at some shows and cheered at others, mm. that's called revisionism. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the honest truth is like, John is getting cheered more often than he's been booed. He is. And in my mind, it was January, him and Kurt Angle, he started getting booed there, and then it got worse and worse. WrestleMania was really bad. Then Summer, oh, Rob Van Damme, it's worse. And then it gets worse and worse. It's not. It's like, they are stage managing this, so John gets cheered. The Marine gets cheered when he comes out tonight. We get booze later. Yes. But the cheers here. The thing is, when there is like, it's probably like one in four weeks they're in a town where he does get booed quite heavily. But when that happens, they are so fucking shaken by it. Like, it really shows. Jerry being like, well, you want to talk about Bizarro Land? Normally, everyone loves John Cena. Yeah, the six-man tag in Montreal where it was Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and John Cena mm -hmm. against Edge. And the redneck whirling dervish. Ugh. The booze. Yeah. And John's like, I didn't screw Brett. What's going on? <laughs> Booker T... His title is on the line. It's our fourth landslide of the evening. Yeah. It would have been very funny if we had all of these backstage segments and then it wasn't for his belt. <laughs> Raw announcer JR is struggling with Booker's new moniker. I'm sorry. He's got an English accent, but that's Booker T. 
has he not been king for very long then at this he's point? been king for like three months at this point it's now. established enough but jr's on raw i don't SmackDown. watch smackdown hell no there is a lack of a big fight feel here yes yeah it feels like a very normal main event of a raw i feel like there should have been a stipulation for a match type as opposed to the for the belt yes well, it should have just been brand supremacy yeah here's a match type it's no DQ because it's triple threat, but we'll really play that no, much no. into it. it. This whole show has felt the same as like a UK show where it's like, I'm not invested because I know yeah. there's no stakes. Everyone has given off the vibe that they know it's not really that important. It's not so, a real pay-per-view. You know, and Jesus Christ, the bell rings and they can't even start this as a one-on-one match with someone on the outside quick enough Big Show is out immediately. Straight away. So gassed. Before even the bell, by the time he's walked to the yeah. ring, he's gassed. Yeah. So we do have a nice way to get him out early on, which is Booker does a scissors kick to him on the ropes, on the apron, which mm-hmm. I thought was very, very cool. And I will say, having not seen him wrestling a whole lot, on because I'm not watching SmackDowns, he has been on Raw, Booker is great here. He and is. He is the glue that holds together this match, because John mm-hmm. ain't there yet. Big Show, you know, he can't really perform at that level so this is booker t he's been the ring general showcase for him yeah he does probably one of his better outings he makes this passable it could have easily become a disaster you want to talk about this being a showcase for booker t lads we get our second grunt of the night yes booker t hits a sidewalk slam on john cena and he lets out a big old yes he is a grunty man is booker t Problem here now with the stage managing and the kind of the, the being careful with John and making sure that he has the right opponent so we don't get the certain reaction. The anti Cena fans are in the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people who are over the age of 16 yeah, there. Mm-hmm. They just need to get out of their trance, those anti Cena fans. <laughs> Probably, though, they just go quiet when there's no one for them. Like, if you don't yeah. put them in with a Triple H or a, you know, mm-hmm. or, or a Kurt or whoever it is, or an Edge even, the fans are not going to cheer for a silly king. No. Or gassed big, big show. Knackered show. So we have a lot of silence in this match. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's one of the less least amount of crowd reactions for the main stretcher that we get. Big show does pick up the ring steps when he wakes up at ringside, <laughs> comes over to get John Cena, and JR reminds us just as Big Show takes it right to the head, those ring steps ain't made of chocolate, folks. Oh, good. I was wondering about that. So Big Show takes a nice snap in the cranny of the steps. He's, and he's out <laughs> for like the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Yes. John's got special chain gang underwear. They never sold that, did they? Don't think so. Sounds like they made that for him. Yeah. You know, probably could have sold a pair of pants, like a couple of, you know. It's that same thing about Lance Storm's Power Rangers pants. That's very true, but Mm. then you wouldn't have gotten the rights for it, would you? Jesus Christ, though. I will give Booker T his credit for doing a lot of the heavy lifting here, but he flies a bit too close to the sun thinking that he can grapple with John the two of them can kind of you know mm. trade mm. holds or whatever and that's no more so than Mickey and Lee earlier yeah. and, and Jeff and Carlito like lads there are people on the roster who do this exceptionally well you're showing your arse yeah. when John tries to do a takedown he fucking rolls over and falls on his fucking face in the main event yeah it's bad it just kills the crowds as well this match is begging for one thing four commercial breaks to pace it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ten minutes in, crowd is silent. JR starts thanking everyone for supporting Cyber Sunday. You're going off the air. Yeah, he literally goes, thank you for welcoming us into your home. The match is still in. Literally putting his jacket on. like. And then he, he finds a way to rally because JR is sick of royalty. 
What do you mean, JR? Oh, he's a king, she's a queen, you're a king, I had Burger King for lunch, enough. <laughs> All right. You could have gone to McDonald's, JR. <laughs> big Show comes into the ring. The big guy is back. Here he is. Well, it's the big guy. Well, if Big Show wins this, he deserves to be called the champion of champions. (laughs) That's what we're doing. (laughs) That's the point. Oh, sure, the Big Show is here now. What's he going to do now, huh? What's he up to, the big lads? He's going to do all sorts, is he? We we do get a spot with all three men. A single spot. Yeah. We got Big Show having John up on the shoulders. Booker T does the drop kick. Like you've got the special C-Up move on WrestleMania 2000. On the top rope. That is good. And that's it. That's but, it. They all, <laughs> but they all lie on the floor for a little minute. Yeah. Something about the third man being in the ring makes John anxious that no one's going to hear his loud spots. So he begins <laughs> declaring spots. Like he's declared for the Royal Rumble. We're going to do a double suplex now. <laughs> okay. Let my man retire, please. Show choke Sam's Booker T. He spears Cena. That's all he's got. Yeah, that's it. He's done. Awful brawling by the announce desk with him. He can't even put his hand out to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can't even take a... Bu- he just kind of half lays his elbow on there and just kind of goes... Ugh. Like, you know if you're really tired in school doing pretend wrestling in the hallway, yeah. you'd give him more oomph than this. And we're not having a go at him, but like, how can you watch this performance and think like, yeah, let's keep let's him keep, as one of the... Let's keep doing this. Let's yeah. keep him as a champion of one of our brands. Show literally starts sweating blood at one point. <laughs> no, he does. He does! A little <laughs> no. trickle comes out. It's awful. Into the ring comes Queen Charmel, and this spot made me laugh so much. She's got the belt, sees John, goes, Aah! and runs at him. <laughs> John gives her the FU, and let me tell you, that woman is truly a beauty queen in every sense of the word. That hair, that hat, that mm-hmm. queen's hat, the tiara, it is locked in. Yep, she immaculate. She gets the FU, and her fucking crown doesn't come off her head. No, nope. she's a professional. Nothing's going to flummox her. That's why she was one of the head nitro girls, right? <laughs> Another little moment I liked in this match was Cena setting up to do the five knuckle shuffle on Booker. Mm. And as he's running the ropes, he just fucks a chair into Big Show's head. As yeah, Big Show's trying to get while back he's in. doing it. Just while just, just casually kick Big Show in the cool. best spot. Good spot, yeah, for sure. STF to King Booker. The booze start to gather pace here now. Where like the matches went on long enough and the yeah. people who, who don't like Cena and don't like the typical thing. But like I don't know what you were expected to happen, like... John's gonna win the world title you don't want that is that why you're booing or you just yeah. don't like John winning matches because I don't think anyone is viewing this match thinking someone's losing the belt definitely not so K-Fed comes out How, oh here we go yeah we should have mentioned by the way <laughs> Kevin Fenline what he just he's no mention of him at all throughout the night not on the pay-per-view no, he no. just appears at the end here he hits John with the belt John just stands up and then Booker T hits him with the belt and he sells that yes in fairness, the belt shot that K-Fed gave him was the most pathetic, yes. like, I'm tapping you with a cereal it box. It was a weird moment, because obviously I was watching this at the time when I was a kid, I remember the Kevin Federline stuff, I'd completely forgotten it. Did you know that he was like in the news and stuff? Like, was that was he was he a media figure? You because he was someone I had read about. No, just, like, he was, he was to, a name me, on, a, was, on a paper. Sorry, he's married to Britney Spears, that pop singer. I don't yeah. like. Yeah, I'm a teenage boy. Um, <laughs> but like, um, they did not. They didn't do a good job here. Like, I couldn't remember any of the stuff of K-Fed on Raw before this. So what they did was they brought out K-Fed as like one of Melina and Johnny Nitro's LA friends when they yes. were in the Staples Center, and you know. Talk about someone who was unpopular and wanted to be on a show and be Mr. Unpopular. Like, he, yep. got, he got huge heat. 
cut promo about how, you know, he's, you know, America's most hated. He's got a new album coming out. Boo. It's, it's going to be really great. Boo. The next week, Booker T is like, I have listened to his album and it is quite spectacular. And everyone's like, boo. King shouldn't listen to K-Fed's album that on Wikipedia says is widely considered to be one of the worst albums ever recorded. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it, really. Then this interference spot here sets up John Cena versus K-Fed, January 1st. Do we get that? January 1st on Raw, three months from now. It does actually happen, It does happen. Okay. And the idea... Just setting it up well in advance. Well in advance. He does get, like, one or two other spots, like, before then. They kind of... John does other stuff, but they'd have Melina come out saying, hey, don't you forget, you're facing... Or boy K-Fed on January 1st. Once in a lifetime. And apparently the reason was was that Vince wanted to have counter-programming because they were going to get murdered by football in the new year like they always did. So the idea that he had someone who was... You know, honestly, for WWE in 06, this is strangely of the time. Like picking someone who A, it's was a available... for the time, for, yeah. For, yeah, for how crappy wrestling was perceived back then. Like he was a mainstream name that mm. people hated. And honestly, there was nowhere else for him other than a wrestling show because yeah. what was he going to do? Go on Dancing with the Stars and get booed out a week mm-hmm. one? They could do something with the hatred here. So it actually worked to their benefit. And, you know, they get to name drop Britney Spears on mm-hmm. Raw... It didn't save him in the ratings. And apparently no. K-Fed, he did better than expected. Apparently he was game for doing stuff. He got mm-hmm. the FU from John on Raw. He was game for doing promos, game for making fun of himself. He was very respectful, apparently, to the people backstage. And there were a lot of people who were expecting him to be, you know, Mr. Hollywood lad coming in for an easy payday. Yeah. And he wasn't the biggest fan, but he did apparently... Show more respect than a lot of the guests yeah. hosted. Yeah. He's no Al Sharpton, mind. No, I but... heard he did take it very seriously and was respectful like that. I don't know what he do about him, though. Me neither, I really. thought he was the lad who married Britney for like 10 hours, but that was some other dude. Right. But he is still a guy who was instrumental in Britney's he, kind of he downfall. Was, he was a dancer. Yeah. And they were he, married for a few years, weren't they? A couple, couple of years. He cheated on his then pregnant girlfriend with Britney Spears. Yikes. Left his pregnant girlfriend. Yikes! Uh, for Britney, they got oh, no. they got married. They got married after quite a short time. Yeah, had kids together. He always had the the public opinion of him, like you know, the TLC TMZ. He was a, he was a gold digger. He was yeah. a gold digger. Yeah, yeah. So to prove them wrong, he said, "No, I'm I'm I I am originally from show business. I'm a dancer and uh, choreographer." So here's my new um, hot album. So. Yeah. I've, I want to make an album which was entirely funded by Britney Spears. Ah, that'll, uh, that'll show the yeah. haters. Gold Digger. Yeah. <laughs> album That's was... my new album's called Gold Digger. <laughs> <laughs> when they did divorce, because I'm pretty sure she filed for divorce like a week after this pay-per-view. Yeah. Really? And he didn't give her the divorce immediately. I think in terms no. of scummy he, things... That no, was he tried to drag there. it out. Yeah. And part of the divorce, you know, he tried to make it out, but she was an unfit mother. That she only got to see the kids for a, like a stay over one, like for a weekend, because she was always on tour, and he could be the stay at home dad. So she was paying him alimony. All all the bullshit that was pointed at Britney, he was making worse. Basically, then, right. then all the gaslighting, and she thought he was trying to keep the kids away from her, led to the breakdown, which got her put into a conservatorship. Yeah, when, and that was when she married the guy for like. A couple of hours, shave the heads, all yeah. the kind of mainstream. Oh, she's gone crazy. Yeah. So yeah, he wasn't necessarily like America's most hated, but he was like you know yeah. a lad who 
did a scummy thing to, to his yeah. own advantage. And then that's obviously... Perfect fit for wrestling, yeah, really. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and that's obviously like 2006, sort of 2007, 2008. Then he was in the news again a couple of years ago because before Britney was freed from the conservatorship, he took the conservatorship to court to say that he wanted more alimony. Oh, he wanted more out of it. Yeah, okay. he wanted more out of That's it. That's the before, real problem. Before, she, before she has access to it fully. Cop up. Cop up. Uh-huh. Opportunistic Billy, I think is yeah. how we would describe yeah. him. But Metacritic cites the album Playing With Fire as it's the lowest rated album on Metacritic. Amazing. Second two, uh, which I, the, the, the lowest, the second lowest one was genuinely surprised me, was Hefty Fine by Bloodhound Gang. Wow. Which oh. I don't think that is very fair. That was the album, right? That was that no, album. No, that was Hooray for Boobies. Oh, okay. Hefty Fine was the one that had... Um, Highbrow discussions here. <laughs> it was the one that had Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo on it. Yes. Untis, Untis, Untis. Right. And two legit songs I think are great. Uh, Ralph Wiggum, which is made up entirely oh, of Ralph Wiggum album. quotes. Yep. And Pennsylvania. Okay. I don't think Hefty Fine is, uh, is the second worst album of all time. It's not on K-Fed's level. Well, you need to listen to Playing With Fire to find out. Like, I know. will say... Bit of respect, to be honest, for the move on his like publicity team. That it's like we need to try and promote this album. It's a great this, way to do this it. New CD. Yeah. It is, but at the same time, the entire time they're like, "I hate all you stinky fans." My album's coming out on this day. You better not listen. Better not listen. Yeah, it's not going to make people buy it. And it I didn't, didn't because it sold six thousand copies when it came out. The, the, oh no! That's it. Only in the first week, mind. Even that's still, still that's still bad. Well, how could they when they were competing with the pre-orders for Brooke Hogan's album that they were announcing yeah. on Raw and they as well? Plugging the fuck out of that. I thought the end of this was really funny because of the verbiage from Jr. putting on the end of paper review voice for k-fed k-fed doing the you can't see me taunt and jr going stop that kevin federline you know full damn well john cena can see you (laughs) (laughs) and the other one as well which is king i don't give a damn how hot his new album is (laughs) you're damn sure playing with fire k-fed and his new cd playing with fire is out now K-Fed going, you can't see me, over and over again to is not a way I want to end any pay-per-view. Curse. But here we are. Cyber Sunday was poor, but it was such a non-factor in many ways. I can't bring myself to hate us. If this was one of the big four, I'd be a lot more upset. Yeah. I hate it precisely because it's such a non-factor. <laughs> yeah. This stank of UK house show yeah, bollocks. It, it was, I think this yeah. might be the worst pay-per-view we've done this season. Yeah, in I my think opinion. So. Yeah, yeah, I think objectively it is. I just can't hate on it because everything felt so extremely low stakes. Yeah. You know, it felt like someone had snuck a camera into a house show or a UK show, like yeah. you were saying there. was no there. travesties here. I mean, like... match of the night and MVP is going to be some mm, fucking doing here. Is. Adam? Match of the night is going to be um, Flair and Roddy versus the yeah. Squad because honestly that made me feel something. Yeah, yeah. That gave yeah. me an emotion. Yeah, samesies, I think. Booker T is my MVP. I feel like he held together that main event. He had a few segments throughout the night where he was able to show off his King character and be really funny. I think he had just the most opportunity out of everyone on the roster tonight to actually show off a little bit. Yeah, he, he to shine. He took uh, he took that moment and he did something with it. And it wasn't a dire main event. It could have been. Considering one of the participants yes. was very much not ready to go. Could I don't way think. worse. How about you, Billy? It feels you got on a lot less good. Also, as well, I will point out, you declared authoritatively at the start 
that this was this a fix. <laughs> but then agreed with most of the, yeah. uh, the outcomes. Billy Giuliani over here, when it comes for his day in court, <laughs> turns out his Parkinson shrugs. It's a fucking word. You're just going to get sued by WWE and nothing to show for it. So like, <laughs> if you have any closing statements to make in that respect, along with your match tonight MVP, I'm all ears, by uh, the way. As for closing statements, I just can't be fucking asked. I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> Uh, like this, I have the this smoking Mason Ryan in my hands this, to prove this pay per view fucking killed me. Yeah. I watched it in one go as well. I had like I didn't have a lot Same. of time to watch it. It was only two hours thirty. I yeah, think? two two and a half. Made yeah. up for that three hour roar at least. Yeah. So special mention in regard to match of the night, I want to give to Lita and Mickey and uh-huh. and in general the the lumberjacks as well because mm-hmm. they fucking. Tried. tried they something. tried something they tried mm-hmm. to do something you couldn't help but look there as well and see like because you had everything from like a sexy school teacher to a vampire mm. yeah so like you look there and you go well say what you will most of them are costumes from man summers but mm. we have a variety of women it's here true. actual match of the night i'm gonna have to just correct what i wrote here because i wrote legends versus the ss um, <laughs> <laughs> which i shouldn't use as the abbreviation Please for the don't. spirit squad no. mvp i want to say special mentions to Booker T. Mm-hmm. My MVP is fucking Maria. Yeah, yeah good choice. Yeah, Maria good choice. was like Maria was my lighthouse in this fucking pay per view. She mm-hmm. helped me yeah. get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the few, her and Booker really were the only people who fucking got me through this. Entertained thing. you. Yeah. Like. She was good. Like honestly, it's it's no surprise that Maria Canales has had a job in wrestling doing something more often than not yeah. it's not wrestling because mm-hmm. she is good on that mic mm-hmm. and it's I remember like my mind being fucking blown when I saw her stuff in Impact and Ring of Honor and the yeah. TV in New Japan where I'm like sorry who's this like really like different lady mm-hmm. you know yeah. I thought like you can't help but assume when you're presented with a woman like this who yeah. speaks like this oh she's she's like this really yeah. like her shoe interview she did with kayfabe commentaries fucking eye-opening oh she, yeah just she just like it's like oh you know she just explains what the character is she understands like she understands so many things about the business side of wrestling yeah. at that time she was talking about like how in this pe- exact period she's like look all these different women we have why don't we have like brat stalls type things for for oh, for girls yeah. and you look now in 2023 every woman who i know who's in like their mid-30s wants nothing more than to buy the brat stalls they didn't get yeah. when they were a teenager yeah. she fucking knew what was yeah. you know gonna sell and she got a, she got a college scholarship out of wwe yeah she did wow. they paid for her to go to college no she way. did very well and with them yeah. and she did i think she got a degree in i, th- I want to say it's sports entertainment and business management <laughs> but yeah i thought she did really really well and like Generally speaking, the spots you get with her are like wooden no comedy bits when she gets to do a little bit backstage. The fact that she was here several points throughout the night, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. she did really, really well. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, that's a good choice. I'd, I'd echo you there. I mean, I wanted to give a little shout out to like, I thought Bischoff did well as a guest ref. He did, he did, yeah. 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 You know, he was, he was sweating, he earned his money. And I thought that what he did, he did logically. Like, you can look at guest referee spots and you can just do this straight away. Like, I'm going to fuck you over every chance we get. Eric being, like, following the rules to a point and then only fucking them over when he felt in his mind it made sense that he could get away with it. Mm. There was a layer of smarminess to it. But I do think ultimately I have to go with Booker T because that main event 
you know, it, it wasn't the most important main event in the history of WWE, like they said. No. If, but if it wasn't him in there, it, it would have been, been Dyer, but if, look, yeah. I love the guy, but if Batista was in that match, nah. that, that would have been the train worked. wreck of train wrecks. Yeah. So shout out to King Booker for that one. What did you think of this episode of the Attitude Podcast? Let us know in the comments below. And as always, if you're listening on Spotify, Amazon, Google, SoundCloud, wherever you get your audio, make sure you leave us an old rating or review. Or if you're on Spotify, answer the question. What do you think of this episode? Always happy to hear from you. And don't forget, you can follow us on social media on facebook.com forward slash add it to your podcast or on twitter at AE Podcast. On those social media accounts, you will find a whole fuck ton of video content of moments from the podcast, from Patreon content and from old episodes. And you can find all those social medias on our all my links, allmylinks.com forward slash AE Podcast, where you will also find our t-shirt store. New designs, baby. New year, new shirts. There's some fucking balling ones up there, some hidden ones up there as well <laughs> yeah. but if you've been after an out your podcast shirt check out allmylinks.com forward slash ae podcast shipping worldwide like titus worldwide oh. don't forget the best way to support us is on patreon patreon.com forward slash ae podcast each and every month our backers get access to a minimum of two new pieces of content smackdown crawl video episodes like gamesmanship board gamesmanship guardsmanship etc you've got the reading ranch the bibliotech book report series comic reviews with adam and billy you've got the corporate ministry of sound a whole hell of a lot more available several hundred hours worth of content and you just have to back for one month to get immediate access to the entire back catalog and you're wondering why we don't have ads and sponsors out the wazoo on this very podcast we don't stop the action every two seconds to talk about dicks and snakes it's because of our lovely backers at patreon.com forward slash AE Podcast. I feel like we did talk about dicks quite a lot in this episode. Uh, uh, it's different, it's different, it's different. We're yeah. not selling them, we're just talking <laughs> about them. We're just appreciating them. And if you're a fine purveyor of stuff and things, that stuff and things with a Z because of cider, ah, head okay. on over to matthewsbotchamania.com. Until next time, where we're going to look at... The WWE pay-per-view review of CM Business Brooks LePone. <laughs> it's a goodbye from me, Kevin. And me, Adam. And me, Billy. And we'll see you next time on the Adam Shiro Podcast.